sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regret If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or reason All it takes is ten drinks minimum Oh man, it's the last party of the week. Smiley, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. I made it all the way through mm. uh, as what we refer, refer to at my work, uh, Hell Week. Uh, I'm gonna make it red behind you. Oh, there we go! Boom! Nice. Hell week. Your work. You call your oh because of uh, the gathering. Of the nations. gathering of nations. Yes. Hell week. Wow, that's that's terrible. Um, it is kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I made it through, and uh, it was it was all in all a good weekend. Oh man, uh, today's show is sponsored by, as always, Topo Chico Seltzer. Yum! Smiley's got some. I'm always. Mmm. We have a very special guest in the studio with us today. I don't think this is this is a first for Ten Drink Minimum. Um, actually, I think you're the first candidate we've actually ever had on this show. We usually don't do any kind of politics, but hey, I just couldn't pass this up. In the studio today, very special, we have United States presidential candidate Dana Childs with us. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad Ooh. that I finally got here. And yeah. let me tell you, this is a really cool place. Get that I, uh, microphone closer to you, yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Well, then let me start over. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm glad I'm finally here. And this is a really cool place. Yeah. I dig how you live. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. I'm not getting really good. There you, there you go. That's how it's got to go. Pull really? It, pull it towards okay. me. Well, the pickup pattern's over there. Yeah. Now we're a little overmodulated. Nah, it's fine. Uh, I know how you fix that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, my name is Dana Childs, and it's, yeah. it's uh, getting more comfortable when I hear someone say presidential candidate. You know, at first it was yeah. just something I made up, and it was like, uh, I got to do this. Yeah. Now that I'm hearing it, now that I'm seeing it, now that people are reciting it back to me, okay. it's really starting to become kind of natural. Interesting. Yeah, very. So uh, before we get into all the political part of it, Tell people a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Capital. Very very presidential name there. I mean, Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, Abraham. Abraham. Uh, Capital so, city. You know, you, you grew up in, in Lincoln. Did you grow up there or were you just born there? I grew up in Lincoln. I spent the first 22 years there, and then I went off to college. Miami for a couple of years, came back, My, and then like, came to New Mexico oh, in 1985. Wow. So I've been here 30-plus years. Wow. So it's a little bit of both sides. I've got a little Republican, conservative Nebraska. Oh, yeah. for sure. And then I also love the spice in New Mexico. So that's oh. why I think I'm kind of uh, – I can appeal to both sides. At least that's what we're going to find out. That's what we're going to find out. So what made you move to New Mexico? Free rent in Santa Fe. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah, how often does that come up? Yeah, well, I mean, that's always a plus, right? A buddy of mine had an inheritance, his mm-hmm. grandparents and his parents. Uh, he was going to blow it on cocaine and hookers. Oh. Yeah. So that's why he was my friend. But his his, his uh, yeah. his, 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 his uh, parents and grandparents said, you're not going to take all this money and blow it. So they invested it for him in a, in a business in Santa Fe. Okay. He came down to Santa Fe to learn the business. They set him up in a house. 
He said, hey, I've got a house in Santa Fe. Why don't you come on down? You can stay here, live free. The, the business the wasn't Cheeks, was it? No, the business was, no, it's a legitimate, uh, still uh, long-running, still long-standing, uh, oh. reputable business in New Mexico that uh, he eventually sold his interest in and oh, took okay. off. <laughs> Did he? That wasn't his thing. Oh. He was, but it he, left, I was here. He was and, still into the cocaine and hookers. He's like, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, his business uh, life was pretty nice. Well. He uh, actually died on the streets of Phoenix about two years ago. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. and uh, But, you know, I'm lucky to be here. We've all lost a lot of friends. Oh, absolutely. Through COVID or drugs and alcohol and stuff, violence. Yeah. So I'm glad to be here. But uh, it was Mike that got me to New Mexico with free rent in Santa Fe. Okay. And I've found my way ever since, and I'm glad to be here today. You're a cool guy to run into, the mayor of downtown <laughs> Albuquerque. I'm honored. Well, and we used to be neighbors uh, during the shutdown. So uh, you went to Miami University. What did you study in Miami University? Oh, no. I went to Miami for fun. Oh. Yeah. I uh, had a girlfriend. I was in college. had a basketball scholarship yeah. up in Nebraska. What years did you Small go? Small college, not the university. Oh, I know. I, I actually, I lived in Nebraska briefly. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Well, this was Wayne up in the Northeast. I lived in Gordon. Yeah, okay. Gordon's so, out west. Yeah. I'm, it's very up north it's like almost like on the border with um south dakota, south dakota. right oh, okay right when you uh when you went to miami what years was that 82 83 oh, okay i was trying to think if it was like the because miami became like a powerhouse at football right after yeah. right then howard schnellenberger yeah. was the coach and he yeah. used to wear a suit in miami at the yeah. sidelines of the original and they stunk they were oh yeah they were bad uh in fact Miami Hurricanes tickets. Really? Yeah. And then the next year, 1983, all of a sudden they came out of nowhere and they wind up beating Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. Right. I was at the game and we went for two. And uh, so I'm not a big Hurricanes fan. But no. uh, I, I lived in Miami, worked there for two years, and had a great time. But, that, but that's a really crazy era, though, of football for that. Because, like, he, was it him that he, like, went into, like, the inner cities of Miami and, like, recruited all of the kids from the inner cities and that, like, turned it around and then – it became. I mean, you may or may not. I've watched the the ESPN thirty for thirty many times about oh, the U. The U, yeah. And uh, man, to have been there, that'd been kind of crazy. Like Two Live Crew was a part of it. Really? Yeah. Luther Campbell would uh, throw parties for the team, and he, I mean, paid players pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of <laughs> no. It's kind of known. Yeah. Uncle Luke. They called him Uncle Luke. So yeah. Yeah, they That's, developed. They turned that into a great program, and it shows you what you can do. Um, yeah, you know, you can start from nothing. There you go. Thank you. You can and, start from nothing and win the national championship. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. And they were a powerhouse. So yeah, so you're starting at the bottom. So you moved to Albuquerque. What did you What did you do when you first moved here? Radio, radio, radio. and advertising has been pretty much my background. Okay. Oh. So uh, that's why I left Miami to go back to Lincoln. Okay, because I was offered a job at KFMQ Lincoln. Oh. Legendary rock station. I mean, with WCCO, w, you know, KBCO right. Boulder, all the great Cleveland, Omaha rock stations. KFMQ Lincoln was legendary. Right. And so when they offered me a job to do that, I bailed on Miami. I went back to KFMQ Lincoln. So in 1983 now, mm -hmm. okay, so Van Halen Jump comes out right after oh, that. This yeah. is a great era for rock radio. Absolutely. I got into it for the free concert tickets and, you know, the other extracurricular activities. So that's awesome. why I chose radio. So what was radio like in the I mean I've I've done radio recently. Mm -hmm. And what I feel like it's become very corporate cookie cutter and nothing's wrong and there's nothing wrong with that. That was like in the early 80s that was like the the you know Wild West of the radio, wasn't it? Like rock radio. 70s it kind of started. Yeah. The FM started because it was a static free 
frequency. All the all the hits and there were forty five. They were played on the AM stations right. for two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we get Yes, we get Genesis, mm-hmm. we get the Moody Blues, we get these art rock bands that are really starting to expand to the music and expand our minds. You know, in the sixties, and they said, "Whoa, this needs to go on the FM." Right. So they took they booted all the classical stations off the FM and the religious stations started putting rock music on there. And that's mm-hmm. where FM rock radio really started. Sure. By the time it got to the 80s, it was starting to become mainstream, as Smiley uh, admitted, or Smiley, Smiley alluded to. And that's where it started to get fun. That's where the record companies were pumping us records and concert tickets. Mm-hmm. The bands were producing a limitless material. It was fun. The radio was a two-way medium. The listeners were involved. There oh, was yeah. someone on the air 24 hours a day. You had to take transmitter readings. It was yeah. a lot more fun and a lot more involved. And there were actually radio professionals right. on the air right. communicating, following the FCC license, trying to maintain some sort of sense of integrity instead of just flamethrowing. Yeah, like they were, like you were saying, there was like there was a day shift, a night shift, and you know someone would come in and they would actually curate what was played. I, I don't think that I don't. You know, I'm sure some stations were like, "Well, you're going to play this today." Oh, they all were. Yeah. Suggested. Suggested. (laughs) On my my shift, it was suggested. But no, we had a format. That's what makes Mm -hmm. the station. Right. And that's where you kind of have to follow along. A good radio station, a good program director will allow each radio personality a little bit of leeway to connect with the audience and express what he's doing. Because that's why I listen to the radio. Because I want that's why I watch your show. I want to see Chris. I want to see Smiley. Absolutely. And so that's what makes it. And so they've taken that, as Smiley said, and you alluded to, it's all corporate, it's all automated. There's like one person on the show, on the the radio station now, and that's the morning drive to set the table for the rest of the day. And the rest of it's automated. So I I have no job in radio now. There's afternoon as well. Yeah, there's the the drive home as well. That's what I did, yeah. Yep, two biggest slots, afternoon and drive. That's where the people are in their cars. Yeah. So it's yeah. crazy. It was great. It was a great medium. Corporate mm-hmm. radio deregulation ran it into the ground. It's not what it was. There no. are still a few stations in Albuquerque and around the country doing it properly, but for the rest of us, it's just an appliance. Absolutely, it's an it's an appliance, and it's a it's a way to um, market to people and advertise. Yeah. Which it always was, but I mean, it's more of that now than anything. I have one radio in my house. It's uh, it's it's tuned to KUNM, and I don't even know how to change the tuner. So it's just I'm like, that's the radio. Yep. <laughs> the radio is either on and off, and it's only that one channel. How long did you do that? Oh, off and on. Well, since 1982, since I got out of college. Wow. I don't know. On my resume and my it's on my Facebook page, and sure. my resume will be posted on our on our. Uh, Website, which will be childs24.com. But uh, all that information will be out. It's released. I had to take out some of the fakey stuff, though. Mm -hmm. But I left in the embellishments. Okay. Yeah, so the resume (laughs) is not as long. So uh, I don't know. I've been radio, communications, media. Radio is great, and I did it for the girls and the concert tickets. Sure. Right? But if you want to make a living in radio, you got to be in sales. you got to be on the administrative side. Right, of right, right. So that's where I cashed in my ego for a paycheck and lived really well. Selling advertising, eventually started my own ad agency. And uh, I don't know, and here I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> Back on the air, on the air, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's media, it's fun. When you were, when you were doing radio, like what, was, what were some of the, your, your favorite bands that you wanted to play or to go see? Well, like Genesis, yes, okay. at the time, Van Halen, for sure. Oh, man, how big, uh, was, how big was Van Halen? Oh, great. One of the biggest bands. Like, I was trying to explain that to somebody. Like, they were, uh, when uh, Eddie Van Halen was still alive, there was a guy who was putting on, he was a promoter, and he was a young guy, and he was like, you know a lot of music? And I said, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes uh, look at these bands and see which ones I could put together at a casino or which ones could play out at the pavilion. So I'm looking at it, and it's like, 
you know, uh, Quiet Riot and Rat. I was like, you could take those guys and put them together and probably play them at a casino. Sure. And then I saw Van Halen, and it said with David Lee Roth. And I was like, Van Halen right here at the uh, at the pavilion. And he goes, with who? I go, doesn't matter. And he goes, no, nah, I, I don't think they draw. And I look at him and I said, I don't think you know how big Van Halen with David Lee Roth was. And the lady behind the counter, I look over her and I said, you look about my age. How big was Van Halen with David Lee Roth? And she goes, pretty much one of the biggest bands in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, mm-hmm. yeah. And people like me who never got to see him with David Lee Roth would kill to see that, you know. So, that, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of great bands. Rush, I mean, Rush. ZZ Top's always been there. Uh, there were some good 60s and 70s bands that were still cranking it out in the yeah. 70s and 80s. And then they, you Jefferson, know, Starship. Yeah, air, yeah. Oh, yeah, Airplane, Starship. Yeah. Whatever you Starship. want to call them. Yeah, I know, exactly. Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson a Starship. A bunch of different mutations yeah. there. But uh, it was really all about the music, and nothing has changed as far as music and popular music goes in FM. The, the, the music being made today is about what's going on in my world. Where's the strife? Where's the angst? Where's the rub? What do I do? How do you feel how can i feel better uh what's going on in the world it's it's the same thing art and music it's an expression of what's going on and these talented artists that can put that together lyrically and then add some music that's nice to listen to it's a real talent and and it's also the first amendment they have the right to make any kind of music they want so okay so you you get to albuquerque you've done radio and all that stuff so when i met you what what did you what were you doing like all the way up until then i met you what uh, two years ago Oh, gosh, it was probably four or five already, the way time yeah. flies. I think it's three, actually. Yeah, okay. Uh, at the time, my, mm-hmm. my last radio job, my last radio shift was on Classical 95.5 KHFM. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Way different than, you know, Rock 108 KFMG and 94 Rock, which also I've been on there as well when I got here. So... Uh, I really expanded my understanding and appreciation of music and I understood why I liked the Moody Blues and why I liked Genesis and what right. they were doing and even Van Halen, you know, you know, uh, it really, uh, ex- mm-hmm. it really uh, uh, helped a lot. And then I learned a lot about the classical music eras, which just kind of made me feel a little smarter. Okay. I'd probably get three out of five of those categories on Jeopardy now. Nice. It was fun. So anyway, I was doing classical uh, radio in the afternoons, got bored with that, wanted to do TV. Well, ever since broadcasting school, since 1979, I made a deal with my buddy. I said, man, TV, look at that. Cable networks are expanding. Oh, yeah. It's wide open, man. We're doing the right thing. We're in broadcasting right now. This is going to be great. He took off, went to Lincoln, started up uh, Sports Network. They named the studio after him now. I hadn't done anything, and I looked at him, and I looked, and I said, man, I need to do this TV. We promised each other 30 years ago that we were going to do TV. So in the name of Bill Luxford, my college buddy, uh, I left radio and got into TV, and then wound up at ProView Networks, where I started running camera, uh, producing some shows, game shows, other shows, whatever they wanted, Nice. and running camera, and then I got into directing, and then uh, retired. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, uh, so you don't do any of that anymore. I don't know. No, not at ProView. Okay. Not anywhere, saw, really. Yeah, I've, I've seen on your Facebook where you were like doing some sort of, like you'd go do like college games and high school mm-hmm. games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you did all that because, like, you know, we were neighbors, like I said, for like two years, I think, right around in there. But we really didn't get to Just about, yeah. interact very well because, you know, the world had shut down. And uh, so I wasn't really sure. And then we went out and we flew a drone around downtown when everything was shut down a little bit. And uh, so you yeah. flew the drone. Good well, job. Yeah. And I still yeah. have the footage. It's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was nice living next to you. Yeah. And I, I think the only time we really interacted was when I got back from vacation after mm-hmm. my uh, sink uh, leaked into your place. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the first question. Yeah, because like, sorry about that. No, that, that's fine. Like, I was there one, home one day, and like, all of a, I was—I think that was the first week I was there. Like, all of a sudden, there was a leak coming through the roof, and I called the landlord, and the landlord guy was really good. He's great. He, he yeah. Well, I mean, he's not there anymore. I don't think he sold it. I think, but yeah. But like, he would always—he came really quickly, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the the sink. I think it dripped, and then it like overflowed and into my had the rubber stopper oh, yeah. over the drain, so yeah. the bugs don't come in because right. it's downtown. Yeah. And so the the faucet was dripping, and yeah. after I'd been gone for five days, the sink filled up. Mm-hmm. And then it invaded Chris's place. Yeah, and that, that's how we met <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I was wondering. I'm like, I, I'm still not trying to. I'm still. Yeah, he was, was my upstairs neighbor. Out and I was always I was worried connected. that I was going to be jamming out, and it was going to be really, you know, it was going to bother him. I didn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, he lived on the top floor. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just a rock radio guy. Yeah. You, my yeah. music goes really loud. I never heard I like it, it loud. Never really bothered me. Never one time. Good. You're cool. And uh, I think when I first moved in there, like the what is that? Uh, the club downtown, uh, the two story one. What is it? Uh, FX. Yeah. FX. Yeah. Boy, you could hear that that club all the way over to our apartment. Mm-hmm. It was like man. So I don't really, you know. So my thing is, is like if I was playing music and it bothered you. You already live down here. It's like, this is already already a party. And we were cool. I think if there yeah. ever was, we had yeah. each other's number. And we yeah, could yeah, go, yeah, hey, yeah. not right now. And we'd understand. It's yeah. part of living together. That's part of getting along. Absolutely. And that's what I want to do as president is try to help us okay. get along. So let's get into that. So you've retired from all this media, all of the, you know, from TV, from radio. And what is it that you were like, you know what? I, I saw in your Facebook, you're like, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm throwing my hat in the ring, you know, you know, coach, you know, coach needs to put in the best players whenever the game is on the line. So what happened? What have you seen that you're like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Just the continued erosion of communication, the continued uh, extreme uh, opposition. Yeah. Everybody's polarized. Nobody's getting along. Everybody has their stance. Nobody wants to listen or compromise. And then, and so I think I can go a long way towards that. Okay. But also, I just don't like the leadership. They're not saying the right things. They're not doing the right things. Mm-hmm. They're not listening to people. People are telling them, hey, and they're not listening. Okay. So I don't feel that anything's being done, really, uh, to solve what's really going on. And we're at a crucial time in American history and world history as well. And we can't keep doing the same old, same old. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of been that way since I've been alive, where what you're saying is the communication issues. I mean, it's probably worse than it's ever been. I mean, you have the least amount of bipartisanism that has ever been since I've been alive. I'm 48 years old. I've never seen the, the two parties so far apart. Um, so, I mean, what would you do to, like, maybe, you know, bridge that gap between the parties? I mean, you're running as a Democrat, correct, against Biden? Initially, yes. Mm-hmm. And also, let's disclose, too, I have not officially filed my paperwork. Okay. I have it. All right. I'm putting together the best possible team so that okay. we get right out of the blocks with a nice, solid start and a good foundation. Okay. I haven't declared yet. People ask me that. And maybe we'll wait a minute, if you don't mind. It's not on my card. Okay. And let's see what people think. Uh-huh. Because part of the idea, if I'm going to bring both sides together... One of the things that's an instant block is you go, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican. Okay. Well, once you identify, the other side doesn't want to talk to you and they instantly hate you. Right. So 
let's do, let's wait to disclose that. It's probably evident by now, yeah. Uh, and it may become more clear as we move along. But let's, if we could, let's save that and see what okay. your see what your guess is. See what okay. your guess is. Maybe your viewers will have a guess. Sure. Can they communicate with us? Can they post? They can. I have a yeah. thing down there. If they want to post a question, they can. Absolutely. What uh, what party you think I'm uh, uh, with, and mm-hmm. where do you think I should go? Correct. Yeah. I know where I'm going to go. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. But I had some really interesting thoughts about it. I'm not going to go independent because all that does mm-hmm. is erode from either side and then the independent doesn't win and it's right. just a huge waste of money they get their their uh, voice out and their yeah. opinion heard but very little overall impact in the end so right. uh, i want to align with one of the two parties and try and get as much support as i can also the reason i haven't filed is i want to decide which party that is and get as much uh, outside support as i can when you file you uh, get to list all your other authorized packs and people that are authorized to contribute and be part of your uh, committee so I want to try and meet some of those before I file okay. and uh, get on the road. So um, I know my answers are long. And no, you ask no, no, very no. simple questions. Uh, that, there's a, there's but I, a, I'm trying to reveal who I am and what I am and what I'm trying well, to you, do. You, you, I'm just done. trying to bring us together. No, I've been no. watching this for 63 years, mm-hmm. and I don't like the way they're going about it. I've been in management. I've coached. I've been a leader. Mm-hmm. And I just think I can do a better job. That's why I'm running. Yeah. I mean, I asked a blade. Sorry, I'm getting I, angry about it. No, no, it, no, no. I asked simple questions on it. purpose. You, you know. You know how it goes. I'm trying to get you to talk, and I'm trying to not talk. That's the whole point of you know this. And you know if 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 you know everyone wants to hear me talk, then you know I wouldn't have you on. But like I'm trying to get you to talk because I want to hear what you have to say. And I'm you know we're, I'm, I'm asking the nice questions right away. I'm asking the easy questions right away. I'm trying to get a feel here. I'm trying to you know that's how things go, right? You're doing very well. Yeah. Yeah, so, ease, get the guest in, yeah. ease them with her, yeah. get their defenses down, then hit them. No, I'm not going to. There's not going to be any gotcha. I mean, I'm going to ask what anyone else would ask you. you know, sure. And what people, what the people out there, like if I was watching this show and I'd be like, oh, I want him to ask this. And then I also have it open so people can ask whatever they want. So right. if someone wants to come on live and ask what they want, they can't. Yeah, so, so you're doing great, and uh, I just I just want to get involved. I want to change. I feel empowered to do it. Mm-hmm. I can. The Constitution says I can. Right. I'm willing to take the risk and get out there, and, and no matter what happens, if I can elevate the discussion, mm-hmm. bring some decorum back to the process, and get down to and, and prove to people that government is real. There's so much conspiracy theory. Sure. You or you or I can go get the paperwork and run for president. It's right. not a conspiracy theory. No. Whether you win or not, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, but uh, it's it's I, open and eligible. I, to yeah, well, I think the first step, I mean, before the win is, I think the bigger step is trying to get on the ballot in every state. That's the bigger mm-hmm. first step. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so my question is, of course, you, you easily qualify because what does he have to be? What, 35 years of age? Correct. Um, you have to be a United States citizen, so you're clearly that. But other than that, what makes you think you're qualified to be the president of the United States of America? Well, just common sense and leadership. Okay. Uh, every every job I've had, I've I've become the manager, general manager, assistant manager. Everywhere I've gone, everything I've yeah. ever tried to do professionally, I've ascended to the top. For some reason, people just go towards me as a leader, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're afraid to or not. I don't know. But I always seem to be the guy that either will step up and do it or be nominated to do it. And so maybe because I exude some sort of confidence or outgoing nature, or maybe because I can communicate what the people on my side of the room want to communicate, maybe that's why they put me in there. Um, I, I just And I have this amazing, bizarre, weird sense uh, uh, accumulation of events in my life and backgrounds and things that have happened that just said do this okay yeah 
Interesting. And I'm not afraid of it. Someone needs to speak their voice. What has been what has been the overall impression from people when you tell them that you're doing this? At first, I've mm-hmm. learned that's a great question too because mm-hmm. I, I have the card, right? And I give them the card, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, I'll say, "Hi, you know, people that know me." I'll say, "Look what I'm up to now," and I won't say a word. And I give them the card, and I wait for them to read it. And it says, "Dana Childs, President of the United States of America." And I just wait. I count. I've learned to count. Okay. One thousand. How long it takes for him to either mm-hmm. laugh or go what or whatever. Once we get past that, Chris, the answer to your question is mm-hmm. the response has been really, really, really favorable, and that's why okay. I'm doing it. That's why I'm carrying on. Either they like the fact that I'm not from the political machine, or they like the fact that I'm from Albuquerque. They like the fact that I'm from New Mexico. I'm speaking to them about normal things. I'm an average guy. Walmart in my neighborhood closed down. How many other ten candidates running for the Democratic nomination could say that? Right. Not that that makes me qualified for president, but what that does is it, it definitely qualifies me mm-hmm. as as a guy, the guy next door, right. with a with a, an amazing set of experiences that I feel can lead this win this election and and lead this country back to a sense of peace and happiness and prosperity. That's what I want to do. I want peace. Is what I really want. Okay. Uh, the air conditioner kicked on. I was trying to figure out what that noise was. Um, so I'm a big like like my big thing is like people ask us all the time they're like hey you guys should do like a uh, like talk about politics talk about that 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 and my thing is is like you know there's a lot of political shows out there that do that like if you need that go go find that now what I do talk about when I talk about politics is local things because local things affect Smiley yeah and Smiley takes the mass transit Smiley takes you know you know lives in in, I, in a neighborhood where the Walmart was shut down mm-hmm. I was and, on the city council here yeah. So one I mean, of one of those things. One of those things for me is is like it's not totally a president's thing. But like, what are some of the local issues that you would you think a president could tackle that would help someone like us that their Walmart got shut down, or that the local community seems to be eroding? What do you think? What are some of the things you think a president could actually help with? We can't come in and open the Walmart. No. That's a free enterprise. That's up to them to run their business any way they see fit. They could not operate a successful business in that neighborhood because it turned into a self-serve Walmart. Right. You know, first it went to, you know, uh, auto pay or self-pay, self-checkout. Yeah. Then yeah. it just went to checkout. You know, we yeah. don't even need to do that. It was, I've seen some amazing things. Smiley, you've been there? You saw some oh, people walking I, out? No, I think it just it went it, from that point. It went into just uh, there were just security people at the exit to make sure you weren't that you actually paid for it. That was about it. That was, that it. was the only And, and there wasn't even that a lot of times. Yeah. I saw them running out with TVs, oh, coming sure. out of the cosmetics aisle, sure. just yeah. running. And and they wouldn't do anything. So what can I do for uh, the problems that we have here in Albuquerque and in New Mexico? And people say, well, why don't you just run for governor? Why don't you just run for city council? Because the things I can solve nationally also apply to New Mexico. Or if we look at it the other way, the things I could solve in New Mexico would apply nationally. So why don't I just try to apply them nationally and help everybody instead of just New Mexico? Okay. Man, it's just such a multifaceted, complex problem. There's crime. There's people running loose on the streets in that neighborhood, and that's why mm-hmm. they're busting into the Walmart and taking stuff because they sure. don't have any money. They don't have any jobs. They they feel oppressed. They feel kicked out. So somewhere along the line, all these people, mm-hmm. and by the way, let me just say that America is great. Yeah. It is. If we didn't watch the news today, we could wake up today. We're having a pretty good day. 
can we go where we want, do what we want, feel relatively safe? Yeah. Yeah. So um, somewhere along the line, all these people creating all this problem, which is an extreme minority of the population, is getting all the attention. Somewhere along the line, they became disenfranchised, uh, disenchanted, dropped out of school, kicked out of school, kicked out of the house. Uh, never had a household. Uh, to me, it comes back down to where do you start? And right now, there's a whole bunch of people that are starting in a really bad place, not having much of the advantages that America promises them at all. Not uh, even they a can't, Walmart in your neighborhood. Yeah, you know? they, yeah. That, what kind of happiness is that if I can't go buy Walmart? Crap? <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Uh, it's a really big picture, and there's not one universal fit. So that's why it's going to take a whole bunch of people uh, getting together, trying to solve a whole bunch of problems. What we've got to try to do is these people that are disenfranchised, they're drug abused, that aren't, don't have jobs, can't get a job, that are out there on the streets, we see them. It's tragic. Yeah. It's everywhere. We've got to try to get these people back in, integrated into society. Mm-hmm. And then I'm all about prevention. We can run around and put Band-Aids on America all we want. All that does is raise our, you know, cost us more money and get us more into debt. So I'm more into trying to solve these problems from where they start. And I know that sounds like unicorns and rainbows. Yeah. But what we need is a president that can bring America together. And that's what I'm saying. That's my mission. Try to get both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm coming from the 99%, maybe the bottom of the 99%. Right. Americans like that. The people I've talked to, goes back to your earlier question, what's the response? Overwhelmingly favorable. We need somebody else with some common sense and some drive and some confidence and some good ideas. So um, there's not one universal solution to that. It starts in the home. It starts with education. It starts with America. Gosh, there are so many. What do you think? Where do these kids, where do these people drop out of the system and become disenfranchised? Because as president, mm-hmm. I need to listen. Now it's my show and you talk. Well, What can I do? Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem is, is uh, that I think is you have this divide in the country of where the problem is. Everyone's like, well, there's crime. We got to you know, throw all these people in jail and that'll solve it. And I don't think that's the, that's the solution whatsoever. I think the solution is where, you know, you've got to figure out why the crime happens. Like you said, you have people who, you know, they they, they fall they've fallen through the cracks, you know, and usually it's people of color because that's kind of how society has kind of come up since, you know, the 50s where you, you take these people, you put them in low-income neighborhoods, and you kind of give them the, the short end of the stick, and then you're upset when they they – don't become successful and pull themselves up in the bootstraps, which is near impossible for most of them. That's and the entire you, point of that phrase. Right. And you have like literally 1% of the, of the group that makes it. And then you point at them and go, see that person made it. You can too. And it's like, no, that person is like the, the outlier. So what we have to do as a society is try to like focus to help these, these people who are given the short end of the stick. And, you know, and it's probably, it's, it's really, problematic right now because we have high a really high uh what do you call it, inflation so everything is super expensive so whenever you're 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 in the lower percentiles you can't afford food so what do you do you survive you go get the food any way you can and everybody goes oh look at them they're you know stealing and it's like yeah of course they are as you would too Yes, that's lots exactly of right. in really good shape it's and not a hobby it's a necessity it's a necessity it's survival and you know I think one of the biggest problems in this country is like shelterlessness and or homelessness, however you want to call it. 
And it goes all the way back to Ronald Reagan from the 80s, where he shut down all the state-funded institutions where they helped people with mental health issues. And I'm not saying that mental health uh, facilities would solve all the problems, but it would actually help a lot of people who are on the streets, not because they can't work, because they're lazy, but because they can't work because they have mental health issues that need to be addressed. And I feel like that's something that we need to try to work towards bringing back. And it's going to take a long time and it's a long road and not one single candidate could really do that. But I don't think any one person is actually trying to tackle that whatsoever. I agree with you. And that definitely needs to be addressed. Uh, We all suffer from some sort of mental ailment, some worse than others. And uh, if you take that, if you're coming right, if you're right out of the box, like my, my melon maybe was defective right out of the box, right? Then I start playing football and adding drugs and alcohol to it. You know, what kind of a sane uh, under control sort of a life is that? So that's where these people are. And that's where I can relate to because I was there. All right. Yeah. And so I understand. I'm not saying pick yourself up by your bootstraps, get a backbone, you know, grow a pair, get a job. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Let's we, we got it. It goes. Sure. Right. But that would that, be an but, instant solution. But that is a mentality in this country. Yeah. They, these people cannot do that. And uh, yeah. there are so many things. Some part of the in my uh, observation and experience, I think a lot of the people drop out really, really early because of there's no stable home life and they don't know how to read. They can't do simple math. And so. You take a kid and put him in third grade, and he can't read. And I go, the C-spot ran. And all the other kids start laughing. Sure. And then then the kid doesn't want to read. He doesn't want to go to school. He doesn't. Right. You know, so parental involvement at home life, parental involvement at home, uh, at least will give everyone that's born in America a much better chance. I know that's idealistic because there's not a lot. There's some homes in America that are not idealistic by any stretch. So. But if we can start there, if we can start to convince these kids that your parents aren't idiots, you should stay with them as long as you can and listen to them because they're trying to help you and go to school. I know a lot of kids that have gotten a great free public education Absolutely. and uh, gone on and, and done things. So well, actually, just, 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 just I'm sorry. Yeah, to, please. To interrupt here. Um, I'm just yeah. during uh, just during the um, like the shutdown here. Um, I've noticed a, um, a lot of development in at homeschooling so i mean it used to be like a wild west thing like back when i was doing it but now there's like actual like curriculum you can get so like even for like families that maybe you'll just have one like single mothers single uh parents and whatnot um you don't necessarily have to get all your education from a public school you can get a lot of it at home it's a lot easier Education is a lifelong experience. I'm still learning. My brain's about to explode. I'm learning into American history, constitutional law, who's in government, who's in government offices, who's doing what, who's where, countries, geography, history of countries and geography, our involvement in foreign affairs. Learning, and that's what I was saying, it starts at home with the parents, or at least the parent, instilling in that child that you got to learn and it's up to you let me show you how it works but the rest of the time you're going to teach yourself how to learn and all the answers are out there right now on the internet there's no reason not to know but to me it's reading um los alamos public schools sure 88 what 90 percent of the kids can read and write at their grade level uh kirtland central down the road 30 miles away 
33% of the kids read and write at their grade level. What do you think of the differences there? What, what, what is the, the divide? The home life in Farmington where you're going to, well, Los Alamos. Is yeah. that what I said, Los Alamos and Kirtland? I'm sorry, I missed those up. I meant mm. Far- Los Alamos, great, because it's uh, mm-hmm. obviously the parents have education. They all have sure. master's degrees. And all, so they stress education in the home. For it sure. carries over for the kids. Kids go get a good education. Right. Take another situation like Kirtland Central where maybe the parents didn't, uh, go to college, so therefore their education is not stressed in the home. Uh, there maybe isn't a great, maybe the home, like I said, isn't that great, and the kid has a hard time just eating, sleeping, getting to school. Right. So he's at a disadvantage, and uh, in a way, or most likely, education is not being stressed in the home. And uh, the parents aren't reading to the kids. Kids are sponges. That's where we got to start. Right. Okay. How do we fix Walmart? We can't today. No, can't today. But we can start now by fixing the next generation to give them a chance so that they don't have to go steal. That's what I want to try to do. That's one of the things I want to try to do. Interesting. Uh, what was it? How and I... difficult. And difficult. Oh, everything is difficult. But it's Nothing so true, easy. man. Kids that get bullied, they they, mm-hmm. they they get disenfranchised. They check out. They get angry. They don't know how to speak. They can't read. They don't know what's going on. They can't buy a car. They can't balance a checkbook. They right. can't function. And they wind up outside. Well, so if we can keep those people in society, give them a chance, who knows what they could be? Because everybody has brilliance. Yeah. Everybody's got a chance. They just don't get a chance to... Expose it and, and move on with. It. I think one We're thing lucky. you said bounce checkbook, which I don't really think is a skill that really is as big a deal anymore. But like with that though, like going to school, you're learning all these different things that aren't life skills that you need, and like you know paying your taxes, um, you know opening a bank account. And I, when I was growing up, like whenever I got out of college, like or high school, I was like thrown out. Like you know, my parents were like you're 18, go to college. And there are a number of things that people aren't taught. That they should, you know. But um, let me ask you this. You running for president on such a, I mean, because you're coming from such a small scale here, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting mm-hmm. at the bottom. What are some of the roadblocks that you see to becoming a, a national candidate, to getting on the ballot of all 50 states? What are some of the things that, you've, that you're looking at and you're like, these are the roadblocks I have to overcome? Well, aligning with a party, getting the strength of sure. that, getting the packs, getting the pack money, and it all comes down to money. I have the ideas, I have the format, I have the platform, I have the energy. So creating awareness and having the money to broadcast yeah. that message. Right. And getting out and getting to know people because no one knows me. I don't have a political career. Sure. Uh, so this this really, really helps. And since I don't have any money and I am starting, I'd ask people to please go to our social media accounts and uh, populate them. You know, get some get some viewers and some action and uh, create some action there because that's how you can communicate with me and what you want me to do for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, money. I've talked to other I've talked to former governors. I've talked to former senators. How do you do this? What do you do? I've got some great advice. Mm-hmm. And they all say the same thing. It's money, 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 money. Well, yeah. I mean, in the last election, the presidential election, it was record amounts mm-hmm. of billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you right offhand exactly how much. It was a you know a record amount mm-hmm. of money spent on the last election between the candidates. It was obnoxious. Yeah. I like to watch actual broadcast television, which means because I enjoy commercials. But there weren't any commercials. There was nothing but ad campaigns in between every show. Yeah. And it seemed like a second show in between the regular show that you were watching. I was like, yeah. can I just see like a sh- something about cat food? <laughs> 
You're absolutely right, Smiley, and that goes back to my experience in broadcasting as the program director, and then I also was in sales. So I've, yeah. I've been on both sides of the hallway there at the radio station, and programming wants to play the records and have the fun. Sure. Sales wants to get the commercials on the air. As many commercials so, as they possibly can. As many as we possibly can. Now, yeah. when we first started FM radio, when I got on in 83, you know, two minutes, people were freaking out. The phones would start ringing. Seriously, that's four units. That's four 30-second units. It's about all our audience would tolerate, and that's about all uh, it was right. going back. Now there's six minutes. Or more. Or, yeah. or more. It's insane. 18 minutes of content, 12 minutes of I was on KKOB, and I think there was a nine-minute block. Yeah, it's insane. Of commercials. It's way out. And the, and the viewer is what suffers, and this is what I was trying to tell the sales department is that nobody's going to listen to our station if you keep running these ads. In Farmington, it was really, really, really bad because the rates are so low. If you have a car dealership in Farmington and you're making Albuquerque money selling the cars just like the Albuquerque dealerships, but you have to advertise on a smaller market radio station, your budget goes three times as far. So you can put an ad in every radio station on every break from 6A to 12 midnight. Sure. And they're the worst ads. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on down. Never seen a sale like this before. Nobody can beat our things. No money down. No credit check. And it just ruins our programming. Sure. Once in a while, okay. But when sales takes over programming, that's when I have a problem. And that's what happens with political seasons. Mm -hmm. You can't even watch TV. And do you even listen? He's a turd. He's a turd. They're worthless. They're no good. They're going to hurt you. They're taking your stuff. I mean, does anybody even listen anymore? Right. So if that's why I like this long-form opportunity to maybe go into a little more depth mm-hmm. on what I'm trying to do and how I'm going to do it. And also, more importantly, what am I uh, – I'm facing, you know, uh, awareness. People don't know who I am. So being here, uh, being able to expound on some of these answers, people get a much better idea of who I am and what it is I'm trying to do and why. Okay. So my question, uh, going back to the hurdle – you said money, 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 money. Money, money. So is your goal to, you know, align with PACs and super PACs, or are you going to try to, like, more grassroots, try to get, like, a little Bernie Sanders where maybe he people fund him? Are you, which, which direction are you, are you trying to face? I mean, realistically. It's going to realistically, honestly, yeah. it's going to take a little bit of both. You need the gigantic dollars from the PACs. Also, they can provide you a little bit of other leverage, you know, uh, in the hallways of the chambers where our laws are being debated and made. There's a lot of manipulation things going on in politics. I know how all. Sure. Okay, that's nothing new. But to, to win this, it will take money. And so I'd like to align myself with some sensible PACs that our committee, my campaign, agrees with that I think are doing you know, providing some benefits. Sure. And then also the Bernie thing. I love the Bernie thing, except yeah. I'm going up to 20. The street currency over on San Mateo and Central now seems to be 20. Yeah. You know, so I'm just going to ask everybody I am. I'm going to do the community thing just yeah. like Bernie. What a great example. Except I'm asking not for 17, but for 20. It's inflation. And yeah. 20 is the new street currency. Who's got change for, you know. Yeah. So everybody's dealing in 20s now. So, yes, we'll get that set up. It'll be on our website. You'll have an opportunity to contribute. And because we're going to need gas money to New Hampshire. Okay. So, uh, which is the first primary, if people don't know. Um let me ask you this. If you if you align with PACs and super PACs, don't you feel like you're falling kind of back into the same old, same old of other politicians where now you're kind of like, you know, they're going to kind of turn into a group that says, okay, well, we gave you a bunch of money. Now you have to kind of go this direction that, you know, we want you to go in. 
That's exactly why I said I'm going to try to find in the campaign and the committee, we'll try and find packs that we agree with, that okay. align with our platform, that are promoting good ideas, like reading at home, getting a solid home life, send your kids to school, get a job, whatever, you know, whatever it is that we think it can make America better. The other side, well, I guess I just disclosed my party, didn't I? But the other side says, America, America, great. I believe that America is great. It just needs, it can be a lot, lot better. We've got a lot of issues, and we're at a real trying time. We're at an amazing crossroads uh, in America and the world. And that's okay. why the campaign slogan is restart. Restart. Which I like. Someone, uh, someone in the chat says, informative broadcast regarding childs. Appreciated. Well, I appreciate yeah. you listening. Send us another question, too, yeah. because uh, as the leader, as the basketball coach, mm -hmm. okay, it was my job to make the decision. Yeah. Who's playing? Why? What defense are we going to run? How are we going to stop that guy? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a leader. I try to put the best talent on the floor. But we also have to develop the talent as we go. So I just want to run the basketball team. I don't want to be the president. I really, the, the idea of being president is really not what I'm after. And I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a politician. I want to be the leader. I want to be the guy from next door that finally got up off the couch, represented us, because mm -hmm. we have the ideas. I mean, you and your friends know how to run this country, right? You have the right ideas, but when you turn on the news, there's no leader standing up and doing it. And it's just such simple, such simple common sense. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, bring a common sense message. Try to be the leader. Gather support. And, and uh, make America fantastic. So... We talked a little bit about, you know, local and then, you know, a little bit of America. So the president, you know, is, is the world leader. I mean, he's the leader of the free world. So what, what I mean, you definitely don't have qualifications for that. So who what, does? Who, I mean, who does? Well, thank you, Smiley. There you go. But, well... I, some people do actually, uh, but we got a grant. We got a grant, Chris's yeah. point. You're right. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because I mean, there, you know, like when Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton ran, she had actually qualifications because she. I'm not saying she should win presidency. I'm. Just, you said who does? She did. Okay. Joe Biden. Enough. Joe Biden did. Um. Yeah. I mean, you're going to run against a guy who already does. If uh, sooner or later, if you if you make it far enough, you're going to face Joe Biden, whether it's in the Democratic primary or whether it's in the in the national primary. The, the, he does. He has, you know, so, I mean, we have a, we're, we're at war with, uh, you, you know, we're not at war, but Russia is at war with the Ukraine right now, which is affecting the world on a global level, whether it's with uh, high, high rates of petroleum or whether, you know, it's just, you know, people upset that, you know, their family members are dying back home. I mean, where, how are you going to counteract the lack of experience that you have with that? Uh, Smiley brought up a good point. You know, who does? Um, just by... Knowing what it is we'd like to try to do. No one really does have that experience, but we can learn from our history. We can try to decide what policies or what it is we want to try to do sure. and try to lead by example. We can't just go in and start pushing our way around. That's why a lot of countries in the world hate us because we uh, think we are the leader of the world. And, we, you know, there's a lot of arrogance in this country that's brought us a lot of retaliation. And we are strong. We are great. I'm not denying that. Right. But maybe we brag about it a little bit too much to other people. Uh, I'm super proud of this country. I'm glad to be here. But if uh, some people resent us. Mm -hmm. uh, for that. I mean, that's their problem. We can't control that unless they start lobbing bombs at us. So um, 
the question was, how am I, with no experience at all, going to save the world? Is that kind of what no, it was? No, 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 no. Give, give me that again. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is you don't have the experience of, of international right. diplomacy. Okay. You don't have that. So, I mean, what are you going to use? So how are you going to counteract the fact you don't have any experience? The, uh, well, the leadership will carry through. We've got a team. This isn't my job. We've got, we've got yeah. 14 members on the cabinet. Sure. They have 25 assistants. We have uh, everybody with an opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's not really my job to go right. over there and do that. We have a Secretary of State that we're going to send over there to do that. Right. And we're going to try to find the best Secretary of State that we can. So you can find we're, someone with experience. We're going to go find... There you go. Thank you. There you go. Just shorten these up for me very this much. Is, uh, this is we're what I was We're going to have the team of the best yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. I've heard it described that the President of the United States is the lead spokesperson for the country. That job I am extremely well qualified for. All the other jobs, we're going to get the best people mm-hmm. to do that. I'm the leader. I'm, that's why I say I don't want to run for president. I want to run for leader. Sure. I want to talk to Republicans, Democrats, young people, old people, and let's get to, what can we do? How yeah. can we kick ass here and carry right. on? How I mean, can I help you do that? That's what I yeah. want to do. See, that's the thing. Is like A lot of candidates don't have the experience. They don't. So what they do is, is they, they build their cabinet with people that do and like that's how that works then they gain experience and then you know i mean it, that is how it all works because you know international diplomacy is a whole another animal compared to the united states it's you know having to know what country you know you can do this and that you know and the, the state department they, they tell you but that you know that's one of those things so we're coming on uh, up on the break here so if someone wants to go and and support you what site do they go to they would go. There's, we have all the social media. This is one of the things I did at first. Yeah. Was I set up the social media because if I start announcing tw- Child's 24, somebody's going to yeah. take that. So first thing I did was I secured all the – here, let's try it. I secured all the social media sites. There it is, yeah. There it is. Child's24.com. So the website, you can contact us at childs24.com. A lot of this is still under development. Sure. But the brand is Childs24. The slogan is Restart. Uh, childs24.com is the website. Sorry. Um, Twitter is at President Childs. Facebook is Childs24. Um, YouTube is Childs24. You, you have a phone number that people and just I, call you up? Yeah, right there. Bottom, nice. bottom left of your screen. Five zero five nine seven seven nine six two five. That's it. Wow. Love to hear from you. I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to hide. Right. I yeah. I want to help, and I I have some good ideas. I think I have a good platform to sure, start. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, I couldn't win on Jeopardy. I could come really close. I could get a lot of those right. But sure. I'm not saying I'm a Jeopardy champ. But I'm a leader. I love this country. I care. I love you. I want you to have the best opportunity Mm -hmm. to build this show and live in peace and harmony. I love New Mexico. My goodness. New Mexico needs a positive representative out there saying, hey, New Mexico is pretty cool. Uh, Don't move here, but uh, come and and visit, will you? You listen to the show a lot. (laughs) The other final thing I wanted before you boot me, because it sounds like that's where you're leading, is that uh, the Super PACs and aligning with the Super Mm -hmm. PACs. Yeah, I want to find one that I like and that that fits our values. But you're right. When you sign up, you're dropping trial and you're selling out. And a little you bit, yeah. have to Absolutely. You kind of have to. That's how it goes. And that's why if I line with somebody that's supporting and we have synergy, I'm not selling out. We're working together to make it better. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Smiley, what do you got going on? Anything coming up? Uh, nothing I can talk about. No? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the podcast that we did at uh, um, 
Echoes. Echoes. Someone hit me up today, and they're like, when is the audio going to come out? Well, the audio is very... There was a lot of feedback on it. When I say feedback, I don't mean people were giving me feedback. When we were at, we did a live show at a brewery, and there was a lot of like you know audio feedback in the in the sound. So I don't really like it. They had exposed copper piping. Yeah. So there was a lot of feedback in the audio. So I don't know if I want to put it out. This could just be one of those experiences where you were there, you saw us, we we did a thing live. So sorry if the if you were waiting for the Burt's Tiki Lounge retrospective indoor. Um, uh, what's the other place? Uh, Dingo. Dingo Bar. I don't know if I'm going to put the audio out on that yet because it just doesn't sound good, and I don't like I don't like putting out audio that doesn't sound good. That's just me. You want me so, to transcribe it? They can get a transcript. Okay, that's fine. You can do that if you want. But, Might uh, be able to do some magic in the audio room too. It's, There's it's, uh, some of those audio mixing programs do have are. some uh, settings where you can uh, adjust that. But if you don't, if your origination is shot, there there's really not so, much you can. So here's why it's shot. Because if it were, if it would feedback on its own, with no other sound with it, mm-hmm. then sure, I can fix it. But every time someone would talk, it would feedback. So in order, in order, I can't catch that signal of the feedback by itself without someone talking at the same time. Hmm. So I can't get a clean signal to pull it out. Ah, okay. So yeah, and it and it, and it was just really yeah tough, but it was fun. We had a good time. And then the one of the people that was like really complaining that we they couldn't get the audio was someone who was there. I'm like, you heard it, you were there, you saw it. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna take a break real quick. Uh, are you going to stick around with the second hour or not? I would love to. There's yeah. lots more to talk about politics, but I think yeah. uh, that's going to be on the website. That's yeah. going to be – we're going to reveal that as it goes. I'd like to have some fun. You guys are cool characters. We, we, You're we, the mayor we, yeah. of downtown the Albuquerque. Se- the second hour, we have yeah, a lot – Yeah, let's do something fun. We, we, the second right. hour, we always do a little more levity, a lot more fun. And, I have uh, jokes. So I have jokes. The wavy hour, we call it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so stick around. Uh, uh, Dana Child's going to st- – uh, presidential candidate Dana Child's going to stick around with us uh, with that – we, we are, are 10, 10 drink minimum. minimum. Oh, man, we're back. It is the Holly Ann slash Wavy Hour. Smiley, how the hell are you doing, man? Oh, I've, I've, uh, I've had an interesting week. Um, I lo- well, we have with us, if, you don't, if you're just joining us, we have United States presidential candidate Dana Childs with us, and you can ask him in the chat any question. He nothing, no, nothing, no holds barred here. No, no, it's uh, bring it yeah. on, and this is how I learn too. It's early in the campaign, so I need yeah. to get busted up. So, Smiley, tell us what what, what happened. What, what was your weekend like? Weekend was um, or what, what happened to you? I may, I may. Well, I mean, okay. That I like to have. That's, that's just a regular question. What happened? What happened to you? Uh, I, I a lot re- of people have wanted me to ask this. What happened to you? <laughs> this, well, this weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I meant during 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 my shift uh, this week, I, mm-hmm. um, I my hip popped right out of socket. Oh, that was super fun. I didn't go home or anything. I just kept working, and that's probably because you don't have good health care. I what what <laughs> what is health care? Yeah, I have IHS, which is. Yeah, free but not great. Uh, but so I um, yeah, uh, I take a bunch. What happened? What was that about? What happened? Are you okay? Are you dying? Excuse me. On camera, because I'll leave the camera on you. Just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I have. Um, 
acid reflux? Well, I'll save him for just five there seconds while you take a deep breath and cause uh, <laughs> and clear that out. Uh, the American Health Care Act actually works. Uh, maybe a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know about it. Do you know about it? Have I you, do. You want it? Aware. No, I no, no, because I don't need American health care. Okay. It does work, and it uh, will help you pay your mm-hmm. premium for health care, and it's on a sliding scale. So everybody's griping about health care, and they should. It's a mess. That's a whole other thing. But right. a lot of people I've talked to, I have crappy coverage, and maybe you could look into it. Sure. But the you know, the sign up period passed, though. Sorry, next year. Uh, no, but uh, the American Health Care Act does work, and it'll help you pay your premium. It'll get you some pretty good coverage. It's right around November, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> and December into the year. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Smiley. I'm glad you're feeling okay. Can you talk now? Oh, Are you alive? Gave you a oh, little. Hold break. on. I. I, I fired That's how we work as a team. We see yeah. somebody in distress, bail yeah. them out. Uh, yeah, I had a little phlegm in my throat. It's it's, it's, it's allergy season here. Oh, it's terrible. Oh. You know, I gotta I gotta complain. A little bit, because that's what I do. <laughs> so I am highly allergic to some shit in Albuquerque, right? So we go. So my girlfriend and I were planting. You know, she's moving in, and we're planting all these things around the the yard. We're like, you know, we're gardening. So you you create safety features around your home, and the best way to do it is with beautiful green things, right? So we asked the guy. We're like, yeah, we want to put shrubs in the front, and he goes, oh man, you should you should plant uh, juniper. And I literally said, do you, oh. do you, would you like for me to die? Yeah. Would you like for me to just die? I would, I don't, I would not like to have like twice a year just to not be able to breathe and feel yeah. like I got maced in the face. It's, it's like one of those things where if you look at some of the things that people are allergic to in Albuquerque, I think juniper Juniper's one is of the number ones. one. It's juniper and sage. So you're yep. trying to tell me, Mr. Man at the Nursery. You would like for me to plant more of the thing that messes people up right now, especially me. Yeah. In my yard. I'll just plant poison in my yard. How about that? (laughs) So what did you you go for instead? Uh, Boxwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking maybe some uh, rosemary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're abrasive, but also useful. <laughs> well, no, these are just for the front, so that I can just trim them down and have hedges out there. You know, then I planted, we planted some trumpet vines next to the power station. Oh man, I didn't <laughs> see that. Yeah, they're gonna grow up onto the fence of the power station. I would I, again. I'm gonna recommend some rosemary. Okay, I will. The uh, allergies are. Brutal. Oh, it's brutal. And the, way the, and the wind, that's what I notice. When yeah. the wind comes in out of Arizona, when Arizona blows in, it, that's when it's particularly and bad Texas for sucks. me. And that's why my face is all red, too. I'm really not even camera ready, but yeah. I wanted to come down here and hang with you guys. But oh, man. all this around my eyes, it's just the allergies yeah. and the rubbing and the issue and the. Yeah, it's like. It's like mm, uh, that's why I have glasses. Presidential on. candidate yeah. Childs, what are you going to do about the allergies? Yeah. <laughs> what are we're you going to do? We're going to seed the clouds and we're going to clear out the air. What are you going to do about the allergies? By the way, I had my shades on when we came back for the second session because we took a little break there yeah i just want to remind everybody that new mexico is a, a legal cannabis state yeah. now so so you are for the legalization of marijuana like federally oh yes it's on my uh, by nice. the way I, I encourage people thanks man. i encourage people to look at my social media mm-hmm. i have populated it with some things you can start to see the platform come through but yeah cannabis you kidding me when we yeah. were in high school i didn't smoke it because i was an athlete okay but we all noticed knew that the prohibition of it was just insane and stupid right. the people that were getting busted are actually cool people and leaders in the city and it made no sense at all 
So I'm really glad that New Mexico got on board first with medical, taking it easy, yeah, easing into it. But now this legalization thing is just great. Three hundred million dollars last yeah. year, and uh, wow, people that, can, really, that much. I didn't know that much. Yeah, people can use it and have it, and possess it legally and safely, and uh, creates jobs. There's things going on. It's just fantastic. But uh, yeah, when we said we were in 1978, we said when we get in charge, right? We're fixing this. And we're making it, so I, that's one of the things I definitely want to do. That's a promise I made to my friends in 1978. We're getting cannabis off the Schedule A list. Yeah. And we're putting alcohol on. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Well, in my experience, based on the two, Boo. alcohol will kill no. me. No, pot, yeah, pot doesn't kill so me. You, you I don't were, go to jail when I smoke a joint. But when right. I get drunk and get rowdy, mm-hmm. I wind up, I break out in handcuffs. Alcohol, yeah. I'm just allergic to alcohol, and it's just a bad thing. Yeah. If you drink it, you guys, I know it's a 10-drink minimum. Mm-hmm. I've had all my 10 drinks that I got cut off. <laughs> so, <laughs> you want to explain and life's the joke? never been better. What's that? Do you want to explain the joke? Of which joke? Which, oh, the 10-drink minimum? Yeah. So the reason why the show is called 10-drink minimum is because uh, a comedy club, they always do the two-drink minimum. Mm-hmm. And when I started this podcast almost 17 years ago, I was like, well, if someone listens to us, they're going to need a 10-drink minimum for, the, for them to think that we're funny. And so that's the actual joke. But we do partake in the alcohol. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not here to ruin your drinking. I'm just saying that I am one of those unique cases where when I ingest alcohol, bad things happen. So you're you're recovering alcohol. Yes. And I say recovering, even though I haven't had a drink in 20-some years. I, I, uh, 13, actually. Yeah. 13, I did. Um, but then I had 11 before that, so 25 years, and then a couple of years before that. So, since 1995, I've been I've been trying to stay and, and sober. I apologize for hotboxing the alcohol no. in this room, so mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't seep into you. No, not at all. <laughs> I am not. I, I can go places where there's alcohol yeah. as long as I'm there for legitimate business, and uh, I don't live in fear of it anymore. No, I'm just, just uh, it, Yeah. I have a police record, Yeah, and they'll find it out. It'll come up. I actually got ahead of it. thought i'd try to get ahead of it you, you know should do I mean? a thing where uh you do like shirt i'll shout on my phone the nice com- do you yeah the competition might do that i was just yeah. trying to get ahead of it well i know what's coming out i'm just I had saying a really good haircut that day i'm just saying you should get ahead of them <laughs> can i see your mugshot <laughs> I'm, do you have I, it accessible i, I wish my, what was the alleged offense my my uh my phone's a little, oh uh, darn the uh, phone yeah so Jeez. my thing is i think okay so ryan sheckler was a skater and he was a really good looking kid um prodigy went pro and then you know he got picked up by mtv and mtv brought him in and they did a whole show called life of ryan and this all of a sudden it turned where all the skaters were like, okay, you've sold out. Now we hate you. Well, all of a sudden, like t-shirts were being made. I hate Ryan Sheckler. <laughs> and people were buying them up. Yeah. You know who made them? Ryan Sheckler. Ryan Sheckler. Yeah. So man, make those, make those shirts, make them already. Just Absolutely. throw it out there. Thanks. I like then, that. And then, and then you, you've disarmed them. You've taken it away. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eminem and, and, and eight mile, all of a sudden, you know, they can't, they can't talk shit about, they can't rap shit about you if you already did it for yourself, you know? Exactly. And I'm just trying to get ahead of it. And yeah. again, that was all back during my drinking days, you know, uh, and ironically, 
none of that's happened since I quit drinking. Yeah. So what do you think the what do you think the active ingredient was there? Yeah. And my life has gotten a lot better. Plus, mm-hmm. in addition to trying to stabilize some home life and getting kids an education at home, teaching them how to read and that sort of thing and behave. Um, if we can solve alcohol and drug, we're not going to solve it. But no. if we can go towards curing it and, and uh, if we can helping educate, people get out from under educate it, people, boy, we could go a long way towards solving a lot of other problems. Absolutely. Drug and alcohol abuse is just so pervasive, and it's mm-hmm. and it's a choice up to a point. I got to the point where it wasn't a choice for me. I needed yeah. it every day. Well, here's here's how I look at it. Um, when I was 18 years old, uh, you know, I grew up in a very small community and very sheltered and very you know ignorant towards the world and one of the first eye-opening things i did is i i for a month the, the summer after i graduated high school for a month i went and lived in europe nice very eye-opening so it always trips me out when people are saying like the solution to anything is to ban it the solution to anything is to get rid of it because germany switzerland austria england all these countries have alcohol and they do not have the same issues that we have with alcohol and it's like, why instead do we not look at what they're doing right and then emulate that rather than, you know what, we have issues with it, ban it all together. Yep. We you tried know? prohibition here. It did not work great. Everything we've tried to ban it turns out backwards because backwards. people are going to get it. Yeah. And so what we have to try to do, again, then, thanks, what I want to try to do is get us to yeah. become a society with choices. We have amazing power here. We're so, so lucky. But what we do is we just abuse everything. We take yeah. all of our power and run it up the flagpole and beyond. And it's just, uh, we're running on the red line, and we like it there. We're guys, bigger, better, faster. But this country's running on the red line, and uh, if we don't pull back and... Uh, Maybe refuel or do something else. Uh, yeah. We're going to blow that engine. I mean, I, I get that. When uh, when they legalized uh, cannabis here in the state, I hadn't, I'd maybe smoked pot like twice. And now I'm like, wait, I can just buy this right over there? I know. I'm like, nice. Oh, I'll just have it like, uh, I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. I'll just smoke mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. A lot of advantages. I haven't. So, okay. So we did this show in a... In a, in a before it was legal in, the, in New Mexico, we did this podcast live from a dispensary in uh, in uh, was it Durango? Durango? No, 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 no. no. Pagosa Springs. Pagosa. Right. We were sitting in a dispensary like like during hours, and like I don't smoke weed. I've never smoked weed in my entire life, and uh, with the job I have, I can't. But anyway, being in a dispensary is is interesting compared to like a liquor store. Oh, they they couldn't be farther from. So I've not been to one in the in in New Mexico. Are they similar? Um, they are way chiller. Yeah. Um, than Colorado. Than Colorado and even Portland. Mm. Like I walked. I'm like I like when I go when I've been to other places in other states. It's like it's all, like you can't come in with a backpack. You can't right. come in like you, here some places. You can't come in with like they'll 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 limit how many people can come in at a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just they'll, they'll have like a mater d kind of thing, mm-hmm. like COVID when you waited yeah. outside of the grocery store to get in. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So is it like that in New Mexico? 
Not that I've found yet. Oh. Uh, usually, no. I haven't been to a dispensary where it's been overly crowded. Do you go and to often dis- it's right mm-hmm. in, right out. There's so many dispensaries. The free enterprise system will get yeah. this to all settled down. I think there's exactly. more, more, more businesses than the market will support. Okay. But the free enterprise system and yeah. in America, great. Uh, that'll figure it out. I wish each business that's trying to do their thing. Well, best. and like I think with New Mexico, you've got a lot of people who've come in from out of state, and I mean, mm-hmm. it all has to be grown in state. That's the that's the rule, I believe. Yep. Mm, yeah, I got some from it's, California. It's, some of the dispensaries are important. here. There, yeah. I Did, thought that wasn't legal. I thought that was going across. No, there's state lines. there's uh, through other legal cannabis states. Oh. I think there's an exchange program. I thought that's so. uh, see that 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 at that point it doesn't make sense to me because you're crossing state lines, which is a federal thing, and that means that federally they're not doing anything about it. Um, but I think so then just legalize it federally. You might be right. I might be mistaken. They were, the yeah. strain was called San Fernando Valley. They may have so maybe I assumed that maybe that's where the original strain came from. Pop. But Possibly. I did ask. The, I did ask the guy. Possibly, yeah, that's funny. Possibly, the yeah. uh, I did ask the uh, dispensary owner, and I said. Uh, you know, your stuff is grown in New Mexico. So you're right. Let me change that. And let me just also use that as an example. Yeah. If I misspeak, correct me and let's get no, it no, right no, so yeah, we can yeah. move on. I'm not, well, no. I'm not that. Uh, uh, you know, I have no issue with shallow. that. Like, I, but, my but thing anyway, is, yeah, it was all grown in New Mexico. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. I have, no, I have no issue with any of that. I think that's great. Um, I just haven't been to one in New Mexico because I don't, I, don't, I don't partake. I can't partake, so I don't go. Uh, but I'm kind of interested because I want to see the differences the way. The thing I thought was really crazy is how, like, in Colorado, even now, not all the counties sell weed. So whenever they legalized it in Colorado, which Colorado was like the, where they were, them and someone else, was it them in Alaska? In California. California. Right. Same, they were like the same year, right? Right. So the way it works in Colorado is if your county doesn't want to do it, they don't have to partake, but they don't get any of the taxes. Oh. Right. So well, that's kind of make makes sense. So there's a lot of tax, a lot of counties in Colorado that don't mm-hmm. partake in it, which I thought was crazy. So then in New Mexico, when they passed it here, it's it's the same. Not a single county decided to opt, opt out. out. Everyone in New Mexico is like, we like mm-hmm. money. <laughs> Money's good. Mm-hmm. Money's yep. fun. Uh, hey, yeah. who's uh, who's Pascal or Pascale? Uh, well, yikes! Yikes about what? Yikes about? I don't. I don't know what she said. Yikes yeah, about. yikes. Can you clarify that? Yeah, can you clarify the yikes? Yeah, the Pascal. I'm just yeah. curious. Was it uh, our appearance or was it something we said? I, just, I don't know. I like clarification. Let her let her uh, bring her into the fold and let her participate. Let's say she may or may not be watching. Yeah, though. thanks for still watching and participating too. Anything anybody else is watching, want to hear something or ask something? For uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, let us know. Yeah. So uh, what's the what's the uh, you know I'm old I'm 63 I'm retired. Uh, what's the nightlife in downtown Albuquerque like? We used to live downtown. I heard yeah. it. I walked out. I used to just walk around the block and take it in. But mm-hmm. uh, you know the. So You're going to be kind of maybe shocked a little bit about this, but like um, rock and roll is back. I mean, it's everything is everything is history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like in in the fifties, everything was regional, and you'd have you know some breakthrough national acts like Elvis, whatever not. But you had all this region regional hits, regional bands also. So it's starting to happen like that again. You know, in the in the United States, you have all these national acts that are that are that the record labels are like these are who we who you need to listen to and spend all your money on. But locally, you're having a lot of like rock and roll. Really, kids are being. There was a band that came out, Greta Van Fleet. Okay, uh, a couple, you know, maybe five or six years ago. 
Now, Greta Van Fleet is just quite literally the re, not reincarnation, but like the emulation of Led Zeppelin. Mm, like okay. they sound like Led Zeppelin. Wow. Like if 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 like you heard them now, like if I played a song now, you might let, let's see if I can maybe pull that up. You might say like, oh, this is maybe a Led Zeppelin song I've never heard. And it's that close. And that's another great band from the early 70s and yeah. 80s that we were playing, too. And then, you know, these guys went yeah. off into separate careers, too. Robert Plant uh, made some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, I was talking about classical right. music. There you go. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. A hundred percent, right? Yeah. So this, so they, so they, they exploded, right? And all of a sudden, these kids are like, people are like, well, yeah, this sounds like Led Zeppelin. So they've all like run and they're like listening to Led Zeppelin. They're listening to the Who. They're listening to these bands that, like, you know, you grew up on. I, I caught from my parents probably, and so you're starting to see a re- reinsurgence of like rock and you know rock kids, like just like great you know, Jimmy Climbs and the Low Mellow and no uh, way, yeah, for you sure, know, and and that uh not synthesized but like just guitar and heavy core drill heavy thick, core pounded out fuzzy yeah jumpsuits um, jumpsuits I, th- I thought the rock and roll i thought the rock and roll kind of evolved into country i thought that's where rock and roll went no. was the country but rock is actually coming back in its own oh, genre yeah, again. Yeah, yeah well that's good because it is the best music yeah yeah and you'll You're see really, i'm sorry but I- no, it and is. And classical. Uh, really, classical music is fantastic. I'd advise anybody to turn that on. But, you know, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, they toured and they played here at the Pit oh, with man. a with an orchestra. They went and did an acoustic string tour 20-some years ago, maybe I mean, longer. This is a kid locally, Jimmy Climbs. I mean, you can see, like, what he's okay. wearing. I mean, you know, he's, you know, they're they're rock. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're, they're nice. you know, they're uh, trying to put it back on, back where, you know, Ooh. and they'll wear jumpsuits. Go like a... Like two more up of these, like uh, in the white jumpsuit. Oh, no, yeah, one yeah. more up. Yeah, I saw what you were saying. That one right yeah. there. Yeah, like, you know, they, they, they well, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was a video. Yeah. And they're starting, this is like the scene again. And it cracks me up because, like, I was talking to him and he, and he's like, he's like went and read like Robert Plant's, uh, he's went and read Robert Plant's book, all that. Oh, she was saying, yikes, banning alcohol on a person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, I was just saying, it's like, well, it was hypothetical. There's a lot of sarcasm in, in sometimes what yeah. I say too, and uh, that's not going to happen. I'm just you're right. She's right. Sharing from personal experience yeah. to me, uh, that's just my personal experience. Alcohol did worse, far worse things sure. to me than uh, cannabis ever did. Oh, I, I've I've always said cocaine that stays on the A list. Heroin <laughs> stays on the A list. Oh, so, you yeah. know, when you're looking around the carpet for a grain, you think that's a rock. It's yeah. uh, maybe cocaine should be on the A list. Yeah. And thank you, Pascali, for uh, contributing. We appreciate your opinion. Thanks for watching the show. Is it Pascale, you think? Pascal? No, it's, it's Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. So thank you, Pascal. Yeah. You're right. That is yeah. my personal experience. And a lot of what I'm running on and what I'm trying to do is based on personal experience. And that's where a lot of people come from. So I just happen to think that I make sense. So I'm going to give it a shot and see. So no, we're not going to ban alcohol. It's just my personal experience that if we're going to put a drug on the list, alcohol deserves to I mean, be on we, it we, more than cannabis. We, we already did alcohol once. Right. <laughs> We've already fucked that up and... Uh, created uh, organized crime in the country um i know and who made money when we, when we uh made uh, alcohol prohibition came along who made money uh, the kennedys anyway but uh 
Just the kidding. gangsters. The gangsters. Yeah. Oh, Chicago. sorry. Wasn't the Kennedys? It wasn't the Kennedys? Okay. Uh, the Kennedys were gangsters. They were involved uh, in other stuff later. I mean, but it also created NASCAR, so, you know. Uh, oh, that here, is here true. Yeah. Bootleggers. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, your insight and experience and your ability to share it openly is appreciated. Kudos. There you go. Dig you. Thanks for participating. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to lead. and I, I yeah. Yes, I have ideas. That's where I start. That's my platform. But I'm not a dictator. I'm not a dominator. We have a checks mm-hmm. and balances system. I just want right. to lead. I want to tone it down and let us together have some fun yeah. so that we're all progressing and have the right opportunity to pursue our happiness. And yeah. so, yeah, I have ideas. I have to start somewhere. Sure. But I appreciate Pascal contributing her opinion, and that will probably go into our uh, – Nice. Our format. You know, yeah. I want to hear from you. I want to do your work, not right. mine. So you, uh, you, what was the first concert you ever went to when you were a kid? Fleetwood Mac. Well, technically, yeah. I got to, yeah, I, uh, I justify. Uh, at, the the f- uh, at the Nebraska State mm-hmm. Fair, technically, the first concert I ever went to mm-hmm. was the Osmonds. Oh, Donnie and Marie. You bet, you bet. Dude, they were so big, like in the 70s, but right? But the first real, oh, they were, and she was yeah, hot, and still is oh, kind yeah, of attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donnie had all the girls just going nuts. So, yeah, they, they were working both sides, and there you go. Clean and pure and wholesome and singing happy songs. But uh, So that was the first concert where I really actually went to a Oh, yeah, look at place. her. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Where I, where I first went to a place and saw a band play that was a known band, and they came to tour. That was the first Did you concert. somehow forget? But. The first real concert I went to where I was, you know, a teenager wanting to go hear the rock band have fun. Yeah, like you paid for it. Yeah, it was with my brother in Norfolk, Virginia. I spent the summer in Norfolk, Virginia working on a, a golf course on a naval amphibious base. Yeah. So as commander-in-chief, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm hanging out on this uh, uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, and it's uh, the first concert I went to was at the... Uh, Sportatorium, I think they called it, Norfolk, Virginia. Really? Like Texas, Ken- Dallas had a sportatorium. Yeah. So. They, uh, Kenny Loggins opened up for Fleetwood Mac. That was, that was my first concert. Kenny he was, Loggins he was, was working Celebrate Me Home, yeah. and Fleetwood Mac, I think, had rumors at the time. He was, what pro- oh, wow. Was this? 19, summer of 1977. Oh, he man, was he probably was just starting out, Kenny Loggins. Solo. He'd been with Loggins and Messina. His Loggins first and solo. Messina, that's right. His first solo was Celebrate Me Home. And then and Rumors, Rumors filmed at uh, Sound City, or recorded at Sound City. Mm-hmm. Great documentary if you've mm-hmm. never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your first show? Oh well, hold on. I'm just. I'm still. Are you still doing? Uh, still okay. talking about rumors. Okay. Uh, honestly, one of the best. Like MTV used to do those uh, behind or VH1 do, do behind the music. Fleetwood Mac and Pantera are the two best I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, because Fleetwood Mac. I don't know if you knew like them before the Rumors record. Fleetwood Mac had a the lead singer and they had they were all male. It was an all male group. And their history before rumors is um, insane. Like uh, they were in Europe touring, and two of them, the lead singer and the guitar player, went to a party, and somebody drugged them with some drug, and the lead singer quit immediately. And then they 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 went they kept going with the tour. I think Mick Fleetwood would sing. One day, the guitar player, like, they're back in America, they're touring in America, and the guitar player is like, I'm going to go get a magazine, and walk downstairs, never came back. Two weeks later, they find him, he's in a cult, his head is shaved. Like, wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And so then... Well, that couldn't have been Lindsey Buckingham. No, 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 it was before. Wow, And yeah. so then, Mick Fleetwood, who went in the previous record, had went shopping around... 
uh, studios to record a record had gone to Sound City in, in California. And the only record they had recorded at that studio, and he was like, can I hear something that was recorded here, was the record Lindsay uh, was Lindsey Buckingham and um, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Oh. So he calls, he needs a guitar player. So he calls Sound City and he said, hey, can you tell me the name of that guitar player that you guys played for me? And they said, oh, that's Lindsey Buckingham. And he's like, well, I want him for my band. And they said, ooh, it's going to be tough because he will not come without his girlfriend, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> like, oh, okay. no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Shit. Yeah, really? Yeah. An I attractive mean, lead singer? Uh, oh, they, no. can, they can sing Yeah, like Stevie Nicks. Great record. First concert I ever went to. Um, I my So it was one of those things where I was really getting into music in elementary school and in junior high. And I had that friend that always got to go to concerts. His parents didn't give a shit. They let him go. He saw White Snake. He saw Molly Crew. He saw Ozzy Osbourne. And I was just so jealous, and I'd never got to go to anything. Finally, my sister's like, "We're gonna. I want to go to this concert in Lubbock, as I grew up in Clovis, which was Lubbock was an hour and ten minutes away." And my parents were like, "Well, if you go, your brother goes." And I really wanted to go. It was Bon Jovi with Skid Row. Wow! And I didn't care about Bon Jovi as much, but actually, I'm glad that they were there. I wanted to see Skid Row because I was really into Skid Row, you know. I thought Skid Row was hard. I was like, yeah. This is pre-punk skater Chris. So I was like, you know, I was getting into like harder, you know, metal. But Bon Jovi was fine too. Mm-hmm. You know, we I'd just come out of elementary where MTV was in its, still in its like, you know, formative years. And Bon Jovi was on there like constantly. Mm-hmm. But the Skid Row part of it, I was like, yeah. 18 and live, you know, da na 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 you know. That was my first show. Sebastian so, Bach. Absolutely. Classical music again. Rachel Bolin. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know what Smiley's was. I don't, uh, remember, I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my first show was... That you wanted to go to. No, that I... Yeah. was um, <laughs> Bad Religion at the uh, Unum uh, uh, Ballroom. I've seen them like f- three times now. Love them. I, you know, but, but did I, you see them when you were 15? No, I don't know if I could have handled it. <laughs> I would have loved it. I would have it, loved it. I tell you. It was great. I had to go there on my own. I couldn't find anyone else to, to get me down there. I had to walk down. I had to take the bus because I lived in the Heights at the time. Um, go to concerts by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, me too. So Absolutely. I was, I was 15 years old. Sometimes I had, it's better. <laughs> I had to get to, to UNM Sub Ballroom yeah. for Bad Religion. There UNM were some sub great ballroom. shows in the early ni- Oh, that sub. UNM Sub. Yeah. That was a early good 90s. rocking place for the breakout yeah. bands in the 80s. when we first, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still rocking. Is that still a scene? Uh, no, uh, I don't think anybody plays there hardly at all. Wow, I think red light not, cameras are played there, but wow. not really anybody. I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a show there. So I don't think. I mean, yeah. the big locations now. I mean, the, the if you want to see, depends on what scale you want to see. If you want to see a large touring band like, uh, I mean, Pitbull or someone like that, you're going to go out to the Pavilion, you know. Um, and then the casinos will have, you know, like, you know, like Fleetwood Mac might play mm-hmm. the casinos. Um, El Rey's where you want to go. And then, and in the mid level, the mid level where someone's maybe not, they can't fill out an arena, El Rey or Sunshine. Sunshine is, I feel like, the number two place downtown. Okay. Yep. Owned by the same guy, so it doesn't matter. And then lower than that, it's like, you know, Launchpad, um, Sister, Sister, and Moonlight. Moonlight's kind of like literally like local. Openers, 
and then you have brewery the brewery scene um and then there's revel revel is in uh what do you call it off i-25 you don't like it at all i I, I, i've had people dispute what you say that it's that it's a good venue okay kind of new and soulless yeah i've been to marty said it was good so that's that's why I would counter. I don't know. I haven't gone yet. I'm going to go see the Mars Volta there. Okay. Do you know the Mars Volta? No. Do you ever heard of a band called At the Drive-In? They're all from El Paso. At the Drive-In, you ever heard of that band? No. No. All right. I'm going to go see the Mars Volta there. It's it's like melodic rock. Okay. Good band. Kind of, yeah. Uh good band. I man, I really do not like that venue. Okay. I'm going to see. I, I like Sandia. Out. I think Sandia did a really nice job. <clears throat> it's a re- it's uh, not too big. Kind of goes back oh, to the San- days of the Sandia Casino. The amphitheater. I'm going yeah. to see uh, Billy Idol there. Yeah, see, and they get bring. Yeah. They had like Maroon yeah. 5 and Rob Thomas. They had yeah. some big acts Are you going to go there, see Billy Idol? But it's a smaller yeah. venue, and it's much yeah. more intimate, a lot more fun. Billy Idol, man. Billy Idol. Oh, I'm going to go see I'm going to go see the Smashing Pumpkins. Eyes without a face. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins this summer. Going to go to that show. Guy. I saw the Counting Crows there. Yeah. I'm into the Counting Crows. They're really really cool. I like Simon. Mr. Jones. Uh, Maroon 5 again. Yeah, I do yeah. like them. That's that they got a guy in their band from Lincoln though, so I'm kind of Oh, okay. Yeah, a little a little bias there. Okay. Uh, what Rob, are the famous people that have come out of Lincoln, Nebraska? There's a, it's pretty Let's find that out. Okay, let me see how close I can get without looking. All right, hold on, I'm going to say uh hold well, Let me pull it up for you. Gee whiz. Oh, my mouse is crazy. Who would show up? Are you doing a Google search? Yeah. All right. William Jennings Bryan, um, uh, an attorney. He also ran for president. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, wow. Holy shit. There's Actors, more. musicians. Hold on. I'm, I've, See if there's I a whole week. Hold on. Don't look at it. Don't okay, look at it. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. That was the Omaha. I'd- yeah. yeah, Omaha doesn't count. Omaha is different. Yeah, but I do like Omaha. In fact, we used to have at the at KFMQ, the legendary radio station I told you about. Okay, here we we'd go. have to go to Omaha for the big shows because that was the big city in Nebraska. It's like Albuquerque, Santa Fe. Okay, you said Williams Jennings Bryan. William Jennings Bryan, three-time Democratic Party nominee for President of the United States. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, John Blackjack Pershing, who, who came to New Mexico to Columbus to uh, secure the border in 1917. The leader of the Nebraska National Guard that came okay. down to help him was okay. my grandfather, Paul Rolf Halligan. Right. So my grandfather and my grandmother mm-hmm. are friends with both William Jennings Bryan and uh, oh, wow. uh, Black Jack Pershing. Dude, wow. a lot of people, famous people from there. If I showed up on there yet? Not yet. <laughs> Look at this one. This one was on... This was on that was on CBS this morning. This Ted morning, Sorensen? No, Charles oh. Starkweather. It uh, is a, the most. Don't even oh. actually don't look. Hey, here's my high school teammate right there. That guy right there, Alex Stiverns. And if you look on my, uh, oh my Twitter God. feed, mm-hmm. he's the first guy to follow me or second guy oh, to wow. follow me. The drummer from Real Bad Fish was in there. I know. I saw that too. I was like, oh wow. Well. Here's James Valentine from Maroon Five. Yeah. Oh, I did okay. not. Okay. Yeah, Lincoln. Well, Lincoln you're, you're is miss, a great You're missing place. Dick Cavett, man. Dick Cavett's from there? Yeah, he went to Irving Junior oh, High yeah. School. Johnny Carson's also from Nebraska. What? No way. Uh, not from Lincoln, though, right? Uh, Carson, says, no, he's more like Iowa. Here's Dick, my, look, here's it my says Johnny Carson right there. Oh, man. Here's my cousin right there. David Doyle? David Doyle. You know who that is? Uh, he was Bosley on uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I saw that, right? the one guy in the room with the original TV show. Look, yeah, yeah, okay, hold David on. David Doyle. And he was also, he did Dick, all the other. Fucking Dick Cheney's from there, man. I did not wow. know that Cheney was from Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow. I mean, that's a big one. Ooh, he shot is. a man in the face. Yeah, there you go. Improper gun use. Didn't uh, even have to go to prison. Mary for Doyle is David's sister, oh, wow. also a relative. David's 
David Doyle, his brother, Doogie, wow. was the uh, okay. head of the National Council on Alcoholism. Uh, There's some amazing people that have come out of Lincoln, dude, Nebraska. What about this guy? Harold Edgerton credited it with, uh, credited with popularizing the use of electronic flash and photography. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 1899. Jeez, Louis. Here's, uh, this is Carol. Is this on the screen for the viewers to no, see? No, no, no. Oh, this is just for us. Yeah. Okay. I see. Anyway, yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, and probably some athletes on there too. And then if you go to Omaha, you know, you got Bob Gibson, you got Gail Sayers, you got uh, yeah. Johnny Rogers, Heisman Trophy. But I mean, winners, if you're you from Lincoln, all... if you're from Lincoln, you don't care for Gerald Omaha, Ford. Right? No, no, fuck we... Omaha. Yeah, that's right. We go up there and beat them. <laughs> Who is that? Was that your rival growing up? Well, no, we had. Uh... Wait a minute, Lane Kiffin. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. His dad uh, was Monty Kiffin. He was the defensive coordinator yeah. at Nebraska. He actually, uh, he's kind of our era. I yeah. didn't hang out with him much, but his dad, Monty Kiffin, was okay. a coach at Nebraska. And so now Lane grew up at Nebraska around the football program, wow. and he's doing well. That's some big names from there. Yeah. I did not realize. Yeah. Yeah, it's way, 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 way overlooked. Lincoln is a fabulous city. It's the capital city of Nebraska. It's an agricultural yeah. state. It is ultra conservative, but you know you can find some trouble there if you like. Okay. And uh, it's just a really nice, really, really, really nice place to be. Okay. And it's a good place to be from. I'm glad to. I mean, very, if you very if you if you, if you run and win win the you'll be on that list. Yeah. Well, maybe just running. Because, <laughs> you know, Jennings, okay. William Jennings Bryan didn't win, but right. he got on there for running. But so here, I think I'd have to get on to 50 states and actually here, Here's a big noise. question. So All right. if, if, you, if you get to the national campaign, yeah. what is going to be your, your, your song that, you know, or your, your band that you use for, you know, your, your campaign song? Enough's enough. Yeah. New thing. Huh. Pull that one up. You want to hear 80s glam bands? Yeah. Get high on a new thing because my uh, slogan is restart. So we're it's new. It's new all the way around. Enough's enough. Enough with a Z. E N U F F. Z N U F F. Oh. Now check out these glam band guys. You know you talk that about one? trans so people. Which, which one's the one? New, new thing. thing. Yeah, new thing. I don't know this. Oh yeah, it's a it's a. Is this on the air? I could. It, they can hear it. Okay. Yeah. It's just MTV '80s glam. I can band. make. I can make him see it. It's just pure '80s. And look at these guys: makeup, long hair. You know. But the chorus, the hook, is really, really good. You get high on a new thing, and it was one of those flash in the pan bands that we played at '94 Rock. Now and the, the song just kind of stuck in my head, and that's what we're trying to do here with the campaign in America is restart and get a new thing. But it's coming up here in just a second. Well, look at all the special effects, oh, you yeah. know. But here it comes. Okay, I like that. Coming out of my Pioneer Super Tuner and my Toyota pickup truck, that sounded really good about 1988. All right. Yeah. I actually have uh, like thousands. I've got. I've got about 50 campaign songs that we'll play as the people are gathering. When we get on the national stage, we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For the 15, 20 minutes that people are coming in, I've got all kinds of songs. And uh, also, they're going to be kind of regional, too. 
So you think you think uh, enough's enough will allow you to use their song? Yeah, if they ask me to boot, I'll be glad to do it. And by okay. the way, when I mention song lyrics, which I'll do a lot, or sporting metaphors, I'll do a lot. That does not imply an endorsement by the artist or the creator or the holder of the rights. It's just me sharing art, and to me, art and music like that is personal yeah. experience and pain that we can all learn and maybe sure, share absolutely on that wrong road. So I'll share the lyrics. I'll mention the bands if they want me to cease and desist. Just Childs24.com, send me a note, and I'll be happy to stop talking about you on my campaign. But you've done, before I do that, I just want to let you know that your song is cool, and it's done a lot for me, and I like it. So I, go, wish I, I wish I could use it and share your experience with others. That's just pure party fun. There's nothing, nothing really redeeming about that song. No. That's just, it's new, let's go. Yeah. And I'm getting a kind of adrenaline rush off this new thing. So uh, here's a question. Who are some Paul? Who are some like past presidents you like look up to? Like you were like, okay, that guy may or not, you know, got everything done, but like I like some of the things they did. Ooh, wow, you know, yeah, boy, the <clears throat> overall lingering effect. What's the final score? I really liked Obama. I liked, I yeah. loved, I loved that night in Chicago. My goodness, I cried. That when you know when the nomination and it just, oh my god. America had changed. Yeah. And we got, got Obama. I, I remember so I was exactly really, where I was, yeah. I was happy. I, I thought that was great. And he was just a cool guy to have. Again, yeah. getting things Still done is. and who do you like. See, those are the two different things about yeah. the campaign. And I'm, 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 I'm going heavy up on who do you like right. and not what did you get done. Right. Because I want, I want people to like me right. so that we can get together. Right. I want you all to come over to the house, and we'll play some music that we like. We'll have something in common, and then if we don't hate each other and have some common ground, then maybe we can solve some things. But the way things are right now, that's just not how it yeah. is. So, uh, yeah, I just want to have some fun with music and uh, and lead and bring us together, talk about the serious issues and try and deal with them as best we can. Mm -hmm. But I can't do anything, and we can't legislate ourselves out of this. We have to get America. you got to do it. You gotta, i got to do it. And that's where I think I can be the leader, because I think I can inspire us to do it. So I saw the, the biopic on uh, – who was the guy that took over for Kennedy? Um, Johnson. Uh, Johnson. I have a picture. I'll pull that up. Yeah. I, I, uh, so I saw the biopic on. Uh, there's a couple movies on him. And so in 20 years or 30 years or 40 years, when they make the movie about President Childs, what are going to be some of the, the quirks and crazy things that people are going to see? Like Johnson would like he would go to the bathroom and he would make people come in the bathroom with him. And then he would like he would like tell them like policy like he would tell them basically what he needed them to do while he's on the toilet, which is very awkward, but like he did that. And so, what are going to be some crazy quirks people are going to see President Child's head? Well, I think one of the things right off the top of my head, I don't think I'm really going to like all this Selective Service and Secret Service. I'm I'm a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. I'm a free range chicken. So having yeah. these guys around all the time. So I think one of the quirky things about my administration is I'm going to try and bust out of there and get away from these yeah. guys. Uh, <clears throat> just for, just to go down to 16th Street and have a pizza. Yeah. You know, go get a sandwich. Sure. But I can't do that as president because you know what? The president has a food taster. 
I can't yeah. go to Subway and get a sandwich without bringing this guy along to taste my food first. The, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So one of the quirky things about me is I'm going to try and bust out of that a little bit. I'm going to try and get out of the limousine. I'm going to try, you know, how can I lead when I'm standing behind this glass wall and I'm living right on a big mattress and I'm getting three squares a day and I'm making five times what the average American makes. All of a sudden, I'm this guy from the Walmart where it closed down and now I'm making two and a half a year mm-hmm. and I got a car and a jet. Right. And all of a sudden, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. So I want to try and stay the guy that I am. And I don't know what I'm going to do with all that money. I'm going to have to donate it or give it yeah. away because I won't need any of it really to live. Right. So quirky thing about me, I'm going to try and bust out of the Secret Service. I'm going to try to cook my own food. I want to get down in the kitchen and scramble my own eggs. Maybe make food for everybody someday. Friday nights are going to be concert night. We're going to have bands like Maroon 5 and whoever. You bring in your your El Paso guys. Every Friday night, we're going to have a show at the White House. It's going to be a rock and fun party. Problem is, there's only 60 seats in the theater. So if you're the Republican senator from Ohio and your daughter just loves Taylor Swift, you're going to have to come and talk to me if you want to take your daughter right. to Taylor Swift. Saturday's college football. I'm going to get my Nebraska contingent and the New York contingent and the California contingent. We're going to watch Nebraska play USC. We're going to watch Nebraska play Rutgers. I'd love to go to a Georgetown basketball game. You know, maybe oh, go yeah. to a, maybe yeah. go to a Baltimore Ravens game. Quirky things about me is I'm going to try not to be the president. Yeah. I'm eight. To, you know, it's a 24-hour, seven-day thing, but it's going to be the whole thing is going to be kind of quirky. Yeah. But we're going to get things done, and I I, I just. I don't know. If you want to relate to people, you can't stand behind that bulletproof glass. What do you What do you think? Have you been to D.C. before? Once. Once. <clears throat> that what? summer I lived in Virginia. My brother, after the concert, took me up to, to D.C., summer you, 77. You, did you go around and see the sights? Oh, yeah. And they weren't all fenced off in 1977. No, no, no. The White House is so tiny compared to what you think it's going to look like. Yeah. Right? You get there, and you're like, oh. And, and like when someone's like, is it really that small? And I go, okay. Is it small compared to my house? No. But but like when they're like we give tours of the White House like you're like how it's not big, there's houses in Albuquerque bigger like for sure yeah and it, it uh, is. that, that makes know, it, see that makes it look big you know that they've uh, I've never actually been there it's not big Smiley. they it's uh, they remodeled it from the inside out mm-hmm. it's just a shell right the inside is all absolutely yeah. totally new modern right so uh, <clears throat> yeah DC and you know I, I, is a really interesting city yeah. It, they call it a walkable city because like, oh, you can walk it. I'm like, no, you have to walk it. You can't really, you can't really drive. Um, what I didn't really realize is that all of the monuments, I'd say most of them are, they're all in one area. Yep. And it's that that's cool that it is. It's very well laid out, yeah. uh, ergonomically, right. aesthetically, yep. visually. Yep. The reflecting pond, uh, the cherry blossoms, yeah, yeah, the yeah. history. Well, the How v- can you the, not be overwhelmed? Well, when you were there, though, the, the wall wasn't there. The Vietnam Wall. No. No. I wouldn't even thought of that. That's right. very interesting. But it, but you probably know where it was if you were. It's it's by the reflecting pool. Okay. It's by the Lincoln Memorial and the reflecting pool. It's it's like a like you can stand on the steps of the Lincoln uh, Monument and throw and hit it, throw a rock and hit it. Yeah, it's that close. Wow, but it's just not the way it looks when you see it portrayed. Right, it's weird. Yeah, it is. They do seem smaller, and uh, they're well, just different. And um, um, the Vietnam Wall, like, uh, let's see if I can pull it up. Mm. 
Because my dad is a Vietnam veteran, so. I, I love the history, and uh, it's just so cool to be there in the presence of it and think about. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I did like Kennedy, and I did yeah. vote for Reagan. Some of his okay. conservative policies yeah. were my first vote ever cast yeah. for president was Reagan. Okay. Yeah, the Vietnam Memorial So here's, here's why it doesn't look like you think. So um, when you see this, you see this picture, it yeah. looks like a wall, and on the other side, there isn't anything. That is incorrect. So at the top of the wall here is where is actually street level. Okay. This is down this is down. So you could you could actually walk and fall off the the ledge and hit the sidewalk because you don't know. Yeah, here we go. This is a good there you go. See it? Yeah, okay. Well, I it's did not know that. It's actually down yeah, okay. below in the berm. In the berm, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that cuz you cuz no one ever posts a picture of it with that like like that one where it's th- farther out you can see wow. where you could actually walk and fall yeah. off it's wow. like star wars no handrail no handrail <laughs> but uh yeah anyway dc is a very interesting place so you, you have no problems living there what you're saying i, I don't know. it's very humid it's very humid new mexico is really nice i'm gonna yeah. maybe we can come up with a white house west this will be camp do, david west or yeah. yeah can we do some out in rio rancho by double eagle too so we can oh, get the jet in and out you gotta go to rio rancho oh then? boy mm. Yeah, I don't know. The East Coast is neat, but you know, living on East Coast time, you get up in the morning and your games are on. You know, yeah. the games don't start till noon or one o'clock. Right. You live in here, man. You get up in the morning on Sunday morning, the games are on. Right. You know, by ten or eleven. So, and then everything goes late. You know, if I'm watching the Red Sox in the playoffs, hopefully, you know, those games get over at one or two in the morning East Coast time. So. Uh, adjusting to the time zone will be a little bit different. And by right. the way, I like the idea that you're just assuming this is going to happen because I'm a firm believer. If you want to achieve something in life, act as if. Right. If you want to be a radio personality, act as if you're a right. radio personality. Yeah. Assume the role. Do the job. It'll become natural mm-hmm. to you. So I, I appreciate that. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of actually starting to think like that. What, sure. if, what am I going to do? How am yeah. I going to get there? What about Russia? What about China? All that stuff. But right now I'm back to who's making my scrambled eggs and can I get into mm-hmm. the kitchen? So this is a big question. And I mean, it's on my mind. It's on Smiley's mind. As President of the United States, what can you do about Rio Rancho? Well, I'm just going to let it continue. I'm glad we uh, – this is all – let's just say sarcasm. But I will say you have a valid point, and and I agree to some degree with it. I do not like to go to Rio Rancho. No. I don't. I live in Albuquerque. Yes. I live in Albuquerque. Rio Rancho is a separate city with its own identity. It's across the river. There's a geographical barrier. It has its own economy, its own history, and it's a long ways away. To go for what? They got the best arena out there, but it's forever to get out there. They have plastic grass. The water erodes all the dirt. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of a soulless uh, place. How do you feel about us paying for the nice. for the turf for the for the football team? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Rio Rancho is mm-hmm. evolving into an extremely strong community. Here he goes. He's with flipping really, it on us. Yeah, He's flipping a, it on us with a really loud voice. Yeah. That uh, they're grow. They're starting to figure it out. But it started out as a pretty plastic. You yeah. know, they 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 advertised it in New York. That's where they got all the people. Yeah. They oh, sent the brochure uh, out going beautiful New Mexico. No, no, there's a so movie. All the New York uh, people uh, came out. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. So, but that whole, like. Uh, yeah, that's Rio Rancho. The, there it the, is. The, the, the land they're talking about in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is actually out in Rio Rancho. Yep, it is. It's they a mean, real thing. It yep. was a real thing. And they mentioned it. Yeah. Um, it's all scam. But no, I, we all know it. 
it's a good city. It's a vibrant city. They have good leadership, and uh, they do realize that it is a separate town. But that's where Albuquerque's growing. I now right feel like West Mason. Over I, that I now feel like you're a flip flopper. You're 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 on our side, and then now you're like telling us that they're great people. I'm just kidding. I'm t- I'm totally being silly. We just there's good and bad in everything. There, sure, but I do see the bad in Rio Rancho. No, yes, know. for me personally, I just want somebody to do something about it. The well, what is it that you want force. done about? Let me, let me ask you then. What as president, what can I do for you about Rio Rancho? Let's just get rid of it. Let's just just eliminate it. So when in college, I had the same attitude yeah. about Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. Let's just if we want to do a nuclear reservoir, let's just do Sioux City, Iowa. Let's just <clears throat> let's just shovel it off. Into, yeah, into let's, the nothing. Uh, that's our waste dump. Sioux City, <laughs> so you're saying Rio. Uh, it's already a trash pile. No, we, we 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 have a we have a we make fun of it here on the show. It's a it's a it's a running joke. Yeah, it's a running. I'm joke. sure it's fine. I ha- I did go over there into to the to the Rio Rancho Event Center, which has now been renamed. I I thought it was still Santa Ana Star Center, but it is not. Uh, and I watched WWE in uh, in a in a luxury box because that's how I roll. And uh, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to act like hoity-toity, but yeah, uh, no, great. It is a nice stadium. I did. I, it but is. It's just. It's like in East Phoenix, though. It is. It's so far out there. From a from a, a consumer standpoint, a, a viewer, a concert mm-hmm. goer standpoint, a football game, it's yeah. great. It's very very nice. And also, let me tell you, from a broadcasting standpoint, yeah. it's really nice. It's oh, nice. Okay. It's wired. We can get in there. We can do our gladiators games and get out. Yeah. And uh, it's really nice. Easily accessible. Do you know rooms. Dan Mayfield? Yeah, I okay. like Dan Mayfield. Good friend of the show. Good <clears throat> friend yeah. of the show. He and I tried out to be the voice of the gladiators. Oh. We each went to the we each went to the uh, to the tryout, yeah. and I started out real strong, the deep voice, filling up the mm-hmm. arena, ladies and gentlemen. And then oh. you know, I didn't have the hype. And then Dan comes on, ladies and gentlemen, and is like, oh, clearly the Certified. winner of this, clearly the winner of this audition is Dan Mayfield. Yeah. And I went home and went, gee whiz. Oh, so right. I like Dan a lot. I hope to meet him. Maybe he can help me with the campaign as well. Too. Yeah, Dan's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah like and he is good. doing good work for Albuquerque in New Mexico. He's outspoken, yeah. and I like where he's coming from. Sure, like I said, front of the show. Um, what do you think? So, like, all right. I mean, you know, this is kind of a. Albuquerque, you know, breaking the, you know, the presidential thing. So the United want to build a stadium, and, like, I think Albuquerque needs a stadium. Where do you think we need to build a stadium? I would like to see it downtown because I'm all a big fan about downtown, and you as the mayor of yeah. uh, downtown Albuquerque. I still think we can do it. I do, too. And the reason no, I, I like don't. it. No, I don't. No. Like, oh, you where? don't? Think, I don't. You don't think no. we can do it? Not without displacing people. Well, not with that attitude, you can't do it. I have a call. So, so I, if you yeah. want to do it, then let's find the way. Sure. Um, Actually, I, okay. I like it downtown because I like downtown, and it adds to a more vibrant. Okay, downtown. I think I, it would I, hurt downtown. I though. think we can do downtown yeah. adjacent. Okay. So here's here's my thing, and I this is I have no like construction. I have no like I have not done any kind of anything. So there's there's a couple places. So UNM lost their soccer team, and United does like events there, like at that soccer field. Tear the soccer field down, build a stadium there, mm-hmm. right next to the isotopes, right next to the, you know, and then you don't have to do the parking. You don't have to worry about any of that. Boom. Other than that, if you want to keep it downtown, over there on 12th and I 40, that area is severely industrial. If you buy up pl- plots of air- land, you're not displacing people. You're displacing like junkyards. You're, you're displacing- it's the former industrial district. Yes. So then, when a game is over, you get on I forty and you drive home. Done. Mm-hmm. I feel like those areas. So apparently, 
they're the they're already in the this is in the process i've talked to peter they're going to build it out at uh, balloon fiesta park Hmm. Uh, Balloon Fiesta Park has an area that they don't use. It's next to power lines. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're giving them nine acres of land, and it makes sense because then they don't have to worry about a parking lot. But Balloon Fiesta Park is so far yeah. for everybody. Right. I mean, it's centralized and it's not. I really like the idea of using the UNM facility where they used to play soccer. Yes. It's already there. It's, it's already, already there. set up for soccer. It only has stands on one side. But instead of building a whole brand new stadium, let's help our land-grant institution, the University yeah. of New Mexico. They're crying for fans and resources and money. So let's yeah. do that. Let's put – and then we can bring a soccer team back. Yeah. The UNM didn't lose their soccer team. They cut no, the soccer team. They cut it. Yeah. So uh, – and it seems to be a popular sport here. Mm. And we know it's worldwide. It's building. So I – I really like that idea, Chris. Yeah. Let's help UNM. Yeah. Let's take what we got, make it better, yeah. like restart America. We got good things. Let's just make it better. Right. And uh, and then maybe we can get a, a college team back because we'll support it. Right. But having it at the baseball stadium, that doesn't work really well. I'm nah. glad fans go and support it out north. I don't know. Um, I'm glad we didn't pass the bond issue right. before because we didn't know what we were voting yeah. for. If they would have showed us the rendering, the location, and what it is and what it costs, yeah. people would have voted for that for sure. Well, the problem... But, uh, vote, the problem we're giving you a blank check. We're not voting for that. So I'm a huge United supporter. Love the I team. I had... Uh, you see all the stuff here. They won last night. Yeah. So the thing is, when they wanted to put it on Broadway and Cole, right. literally people I know would have lost their houses. And so I couldn't, in any good conscience, go out and vote for that. I'd agree. And so when and like everybody's like, oh well, you know, people literally ask me. They're like, I think it's ridiculous that it didn't win. I'm like, it's not ridiculous. You 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 don't have. First of all, putting they'd have it to gut the entire neighborhood. They would have had to gut the neighborhood. Yeah. There's nowhere to park, so they would have had to rip down houses to create a parking lot and businesses. Whereas you could put it where the UNM soccer <laughs> complex already was. And not have to displace any human being whatsoever and not have to build a parking lot. I didn't understand any of that. And this is yeah. why it's good to talk. This is why I think we're still okay. Mm-hmm. All right, We haven't gone over the edge yet. No. We can still talk. Yeah. There's, everybody has a point. We just need somebody to say, all right, great. Thanks for sharing. Right. Here's what we're going to do. Somebody's going to have to make a decision. Sure. I, I like yours. I I'm fine that's with that a, one too. That's a that's that a vacant was, field, and that's close. Yeah. To, that's downtown adjacent. Yeah, they they actually put that out on April Fool's Day that they were building it there, and yeah. people actually I got excited about it, and all yeah. of a sudden I was like, shit, this is April Fool's, and then I got mad about it. I was like, that is an empty field. Um, yep, you can tear out that whole area. You could have built the stadium there. Um, I mean, you buy the Burger King, and you know put, the only <laughs> major thing in that area yeah. is the is the main post office, uh-huh. and other than that, yeah, yeah, I don't it's know. That'd be good use of that land. Empty, yeah. but nope. It'd be great like, when we win, and I'm saying win because we will. We'll figure yeah. this out. We yep. want it. When we get that stadium and the soccer team gets good, that's going to be a rock. No, they're building it out at Balloon Fiesta Park. They, it's done. I, uh, okay. It's it's fairly close to a done deal. Okay. Uh, well, we'll take and, the shuttle from the mall. And and, and, and and this isn't something I'm breaking. It was on uh, – Peter came on the radio show I was on, and he said it. He 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 outlined it all. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's it's a thing that makes sense. I mean, Balloon Fiesta Park, the parking lot can fit. 
I oh, mean, yeah. 80,000 people, yeah. you know, it can fit, whatever. they're you know. set up for entrance and Or whatever, not 80,000, but like, fat, like way more than any park. The biggest parking lot in Albuquerque is Balloon Fiesta mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to worry about any parking. Um, and, and it's uh, land that's not being used. And I'm like, ah, but they've got, with the city now, if that's the case, what the city's got to do is we have to have some sort of rail runner access, some sort of bus access. We just got to get people to that stadium. Bus works. Have you taken the shuttle to yes. the Balloon Fiesta? Yes. It works great. Yes. You drive up to the mall. There's a line. It's yes. organized. Yep. There's, it's just great. You pay your money there. They take you to the front door. They pick yep. you up at the front door. Yep. Just get in line the next bus. It's really, really well organized and a yep. great idea. No. So, uh, yeah, just duplicate yeah. that. That seems easy. We, we, Thank we, you. We've got to fix that corridor for traffic, though. If we're going to put a stadium there, I twenty five or Alameda, uh, just or, Balloon Fiesta, no, Alameda, getting, getting into getting yeah. in and out of Balloon Fiesta Park. If yeah. you're going to have people that many people coming in that parking lot, it can't to go to a game. It can't be forty five minutes to two hours to go home because there's only like two it just lanes. can't right now. You know, as president, what I could do though <laughs> is I could probably send some federal funds here to help mm. out with this uh, international balloon fiesta benefits yeah. the world and New Mexico. Largest, so I could largest, probably most photographed event in the world. Yeah, I could probably find us some money to uh, improve that complex. Cool. That's one of the things I could do, whether you like me or not, as yeah. a New Mexican in the White House. Uh, yeah, I remember where I came from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, federal money is a lot bigger than state money. So, yeah, you know, it surely is. $15 million out of the federal budget or $100 yeah. million out of the federal budget, they won't even bat Well, and, and they're revamping and the IRS. And Mexico gets a new stadium. They're revamping. They just attach it onto some other bill. They're revamping the IRS, so there's going to be a lot more taxes paid. So there's going to be a lot more money in the government. So, yes. I had to pay taxes this year. Yeah. I paid. Well, thank I, you. I got $12 back. Yeah. Well, you paid throughout the year, though. Yes. That's kind of the misconception, Correct. too. No, no, no. I got money back. I don't well, know. You I, paid 20000 yes. but you got two back. I always hate that. I go, I go. well, I'm a taxpayer. And someone's like, oh, you had to pay last year? I go, yeah. But you didn't get a refund? I go, yeah, like 300 bucks. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't have to pay. Yes, I yes, did. Yes, you did. They took out this amount. Yes. They gave me 300 of it back. Yeah. But the rest of it. They kept. Yes. Well, yeah, but you had to pay any. I'm like, that's a weird misconception. It's yeah, a it is. weird it really way to is. look at things. No, so this is this is the gross amount I make in a year. I don't get this much. It goes to the government. Mm-hmm. Those are me paying taxes, and it always drives me crazy when people don't fully understand that. I had to right? explain. Yeah, I had to explain. So well, you I, could. I was like, everything that I worked at last year yeah. was money I made. So right. If I didn't set aside money for taxes, there was no one else that was going to do that. And they're they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. How did you not get a refund? A refund is the money that you overpaid. Right. And they gave it back to you. It's amazing how many people don't understand that. Yeah, it's right there on your W-2, taxes, federal Income taxes withheld. That's the number. They went, ah, you paid That's the taxes you paid. I gave them a loan with no interest. Exactly. And isn't it great how we in America do that to the American worker? Just slip that right in there without even knowing. And people, apparently, people don't even know they're paying taxes. So this is great. But also, we can raise taxes and improve the standard of. He made a really good point, though. Sarcasm. That that kind of got skipped. You gave them a loan Mm -hmm. of money that they put into their whatever accounts and then made money off of the u.s treasury yes well or whatever wherever who knows who knows knows? sure they invest invest it and then they made money off of it you didn't get the money made off of it 
No, they just gave me back yeah. what I overpaid. Correct. But this is my first year where I, yeah. I, I, I made everything. I made all my own income. Yeah. Yeah. If so you work, you I pay had, taxes. So I had to pay. Yeah. I, was I don't like, know. This is how much taxes right. I owe. So we're yeah we're at the end here. Okay. <laughs> Although want, if you are a gig worker yeah. and there's a lot of that going on, let's just oh, make, yeah. remind people: if you're That's a gig man. worker and you get the 1099, you better save some, or oh, yeah. don't earn so much so that your personal exemption will knock you down into a tax bracket where right. you're not so liable. So I want to thank uh, presidential candidate Dana Childs for coming on the show. Thank you, Chris. I really really appreciate Absolutely, it. I hope I've been man. able it's to introduce myself pleasure. to some people. And please go to social media. We're starting this out with no money and just a great idea and a lot of desire. Yeah. So if you please go to social media, I'm populating those sites and uh once i get on the on the stump if i say go to the website and there's nobody there or the facebook or youtube um so followers are most important right now that's free yeah. and if you would like a new mexican in the white house then please support me i'll uh, i'll bring home the green and the red yeah that's amazing the yeah. green and the, that's great thank you i'll just, bring home the green and the I red i just made that up i'm green by the way just in just in yeah. case when it comes up later i'm a registered green party uh, so smiley guys. But thank else? you, and I really admire what you do. A lot of people think they're going to be podcasters. They think yeah. they're going to be on TV, and they're going to be oh. a star. You've done this every week yeah. for 15 years, uh, and that's what it takes. Almost 17. Almost 17. 17. Yeah. And that's what it takes to be a success yes. and be reliable yes. is consistency. Yes. And that's what you've done, and that's why I jumped at the chance to be on here with you. Absolutely. Because you're walking the walk, Chris, and thank you. Yeah. And uh, Smiley, I'm going to get to that, actually, uh, here in a second. But Smiley, you got anything else? I'm, I'm No, I don't. I actually uh, left something off uh, of whenever I uh, that's coming up. So uh, Memorial Day weekend, which is does anyone have a calendar? It's like uh, it's coming up. Uh, in it's a Saturday. It's a well. It's a, well. It's more. It's a Monday actually. Today I, I got fired from my manufacturing job. Oh, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend uh, in Houston, Texas, Comic Comica Palooza. Wait, what? What? No, no, keep going. Oh. Comicapalooza, uh, I comic Comicapalooza. Um, there's a you know it's a, it's the largest Comic Con in Texas, and I have been asked to be on a panel uh, that includes our good friend Ming Chen from a shared universe, and uh, a couple of people from uh, different things. It says Colt Forty Five, the Con Hour, the Rebel Radio Podcast, and Comic Cave Podcast. And our panel is going to be an informative, fun-filled uh, world of podcasting panelists, including uh, – anyway, it's a beginner and or seasoned podcaster panel where we're going to sit down and like be in front of a crowd, and we're going to answer questions from people who want to start podcasts at Comicapalooza in Houston, Texas, Memorial Day weekend. So, wow. Yeah. If you want to come out and see me, if you live in the Houston, Texas area, if you live in Texas and you're going to go to Comicapalooza, come out and say hi. Um, I will be, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out there. I will be at the Ming Chen booth the entire weekend. I need to get tickets to this. Do you want to go? Yeah, that sounds amazing. You don't need to get tickets to the show, to the, the thing. You just I mean, like tickets to get out there. You just need a plane ticket. Yeah. Do you want to go? If, if, if it's not conflicting with any of my other, right. uh, so yeah, uh, that'd be cool. So we're gonna let me check my planner. That's so it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and also throw this out there. At some point that weekend, Ming Chen and I are going to be podcasting from Coral Sword, the the comic book slash coffee slash podcasting studio slash card gaming shop 
that he owns with Hunter Pence from the Houston Astros. So we're going to be out there um, podcasting from there. So if you want to come out, take a picture, hang out, listen to us, talk, party. We're going to party all weekend. I'm coming back Monday night because I have Memorial Day off. It's going to be dope as hell. So, Yeah, how could I not want to be You there? should go. Yeah, I actually thought about telling you about it and see if you wanted to go. So, well, well you, you just go. did. Yeah. yeah, I think you got an answer. You were you talking about us. you were talking about LBJ yeah. and uh, Kennedy. Oh, there he is. There they are. The guy in the middle is my stepdad. What? Who was, yeah, who was a senator from Western Nebraska. He also became lieutenant governor of Nebraska. So I've I've been around politics. So it's, all, so it's in your bones. I've been around it all my life. I've yeah. just managed to stay out of it. Wow. But now it's time for me to get involved in it. Yeah, gotcha. I'm, yeah, from a political family, I've been around it my whole life. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure. Wow. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you guys for listening. Um, and with that, we, we are, are ten drink, drink minimum. minimum.